can we look it up in, uh, how do you say in French? Um, hello, everybody. <laughs> you can cut this. <laughs> we did a, uh, Dante gave me Gojira, which is another French band. And he, he did some, some talking in French. Oh, dude. All right. Well, I'm going to give this a try. <clears throat> okay. okay. Bonjour, tous le monde. <laughs> back to uh, another episode of five songs or less how do you say songs in french danny i do not know i do not know uh google it chansons is that what it is <laughs> i think it's chansons or something like that anyhow um danny gave me um i'll say <laughs> all right that's enough of that shit sorry danny gave me the band alceste I sure did. French metal band. And um, yeah, welcome. We're happy to have you all here. <laughs> Great job with that intro, Nate. <laughs> fuck yeah. Uh, fuck, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, you, when you did your little French French voice there, you spoke in, in French. Uh, you sounded like a, a Frenchman that's been listening to the Marfa tapes a little too much. Yeah. <laughs> Bonjour, Toulay Monde. <laughs> I actually like so Danny I um have spent a grand total of seven seconds mm-hmm. learning French in my entire life and it was just what we did right there to yeah just now yeah learn that so like I have to admit like whereas I think a lot of people have like a French high school thing or some mm-hmm. shit or like they mm-hmm. I don't know like a good friend of mine does do some French I just never in my life has it ever been a thing. I don't know. No. I speak zero French. Yeah. I I, I picked up a couple words because we went there quite a few years back. We went to Paris. Uh, and so I picked up a, a few words, but kind of ones I already knew. I don't, I don't even know if I... something. Yeah. I don't even know if I... I learned that no is non, N-O-N. Oh, interesting. That's so that's about that's about it, though. It's funny that, okay, so now that we're thinking about this a little bit, mm-hmm. um, I have a cat who's um, Shannon's cat, my wife's first cat. We have five cats. You have five cats? We have five cats. Wow, I didn't know that. They come around and we don't yeah. let them go when they come around. But um, okay. the first, the oldest one, actually, mm-hmm. I think he might be the second oldest, but he's the cat that has been with Shannon the longest. Okay. His name is James. And I met him when I met Shannon. And for whatever reason, I have like... A tendency to create many names for cats, including sure. last names and backstories. Of course. And for James, like the his secondary name or his, his AKA is Jacques Lebu. Uh, he's a cat becois, so okay. a French Canadian cat. And uh, I will sometimes with him say, um, parlez-vous Francais. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think the song Jacques, Jacques, Jacques Le Bou, Parlez-vous Français. Oh, sure, sure, oh, sure. Oh, oh. So <laughs> I lied earlier when I said that I wasn't practicing yeah. my French very often because I do do, I have that song for this kid. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Don't lie to me again. <laughs> yeah, shit, dude. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, we're, I thought we were doing so well. And then you see, then you, you showed a side of yourself right there. Which, <laughs> it's a little scary. Too bad we didn't. Uh, do Lantlos. Maybe I could give you Lantlos. They're they're German and they're also affiliated German. with Outlast. Out they're affiliated with Alcest. Lantlos. Lantlos. I, I don't know the band. Actually, it's funny. Like I was speaking to a pal of mine just yesterday mm-hmm. about this uh, particular episode, which mm-hmm. I um, had the pleasure of introducing for Alcest, um, and mentioning the. French aspect of it and like finding it kind of funny actually because I feel like a thing that is important to me is language and words and in, in sure. music and stuff like that and I was like I don't know I don't know what the hell they're talking about yeah yeah <laughs> it's I pretty have funny. no idea <laughs> and this friend of mine was like well why don't you uh give Danny a German band because yeah. I can speak German and like I was like I don't know any German bands like, what the fuck? Oh. so I don't even think uh Lanthlo sings in German most it's of the time rare. I think they, they sing in English I, I just realized uh, I continue to be bad at, at preparing for these ep- at podcast episodes. Uh, we're six. This is episode 61 of official podcast canon. There's all those bonus episodes that uh, exist as well. But I always forget to do things that I think about doing, like uh, translating these lyrics, at least Google translating oh. them, you know, to see what he's singing about. I can make assumptions, but. Is that a thing that is expected of a person who does a podcast about uh, five songs for a particular band that you would uh, tra- Google translate the lyrics? Like, come on. Possibly on a on a you know a more professional podcast with sponsors, maybe. The sponsors are the ones that are making you do the translations. Yeah, though. we're <laughs> not we're not sponsored podcasts, so I don't have to do uh, I don't have to do my own research. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, the fucking Promise Ring episode, I didn't do any research. I, I picked my songs and, and went right in. That's right. You showed up. So for viewers, people who were not watching the YouTube stream of this, um, <laughs> Danny, Danny showed up to that episode in a tank top. I did. With, a, with surf trunks and a, and, some, and a snorkel and a, some sort of orange juice. It was weird, but I liked it. <laughs> no notes. Let's talk Promise Ring. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as a result, we got a great episode out of it. It's so. true. It's true. Yeah. We did. <laughs> I've been trying to think uh, of what kind of banter we could do pre-episode, uh, but I, I cannot think of anything. I liked your your either or you were doing for like one or two episodes there. Oh, yeah. When I was trying to get to know you. Now I yeah. know you too well. I know. Now I can't ask you either or. Well, there's a question. We can do one here that relates to the band and the theme of the night. Okay. Um, so one of the um, one of the songs we're going to talk about today mm-hmm. translates to English as "Birds of Prey." Okay. And um, I guess the question could be "Bird or Prey." <laughs> and I'm not going to tell you if it's "Prey E Y" or "Prey A Y." Uh-huh. You're not going to tell me any context. You can pick one and explain what you're thinking about. Uh. I'll pick bird. Yeah. I don't know. I like birds. They're nice. I like the, you know, 
the fucking put a bird on it thing. You know, I like birds on things. We're Amanda and I took a walk this evening and we walked by this house that had like a bunch of animals hanging out in cages. So they had a bunch of birds and they had a bunch of rabbits. Yeah. Uh, And by a bunch, I mean, I saw one rabbit, Um, but I heard multiple birds and I don't know. That's pretty. They counterpoint is that Mm -hmm. birds aren't real. So how do you deal with that? It's true. It's true. Birds are officially spying on us and they charge on telephone wires. (laughs) Wait, I didn't know that was a part of the story. Like Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. in order. That's why they sit on telephone wires. That's how they charge. Huh. You mean like recharge, like get their battery up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their their battery's running low. They go to low power mode, uh, and then they go sit on a telephone wire. Dude, that's tight. I or had I no guess idea. an electricity wire, telephone yeah, I mean, wire wouldn't do it. I feel like that makes some sense because um, yes, they don't that have makes like sense. a wire. They don't have a wire coming out of them. So how else are they supposed to charge up? Yeah, they don't eat. I've never it's either that or or someone has to like plug a lightning cable into their little bird butthole. But I think them having some sort of like contacts on their on their little talons. Yeah. And then they they latch onto the telephone wire. I keep saying telephone. It's obviously not the telephone one because tele- there's no power going through that. They latch onto the power line. There we go, power line. Yeah. And the contacts touch it and that's how they get that's how they get charged. It's a good point. Yep. I'd have I mean, yeah, I don't know how else a bird would be able to fly or move, mm-hmm. so Mm-hmm. This is an undisputable fact. Yes, as, exactly. as, as it turns out. Um, okay, would you either or um, either um, pray ey or ay? It's up to you. Uh-huh. Or disobey. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a like a new metal lyric. Hell yeah, that's a good point. All right, <laughs> don't steal it. That's mine. Okay. Okay. I don't I don't like the idea of disobeying. It depends on who I'm disobeying. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't want to disobey my wife or my kids or even my parents. Maybe when I was a teenager I would have said disobey my parents. Yeah. yeah. I don't wanna but I don't wanna pray P R A Y because that that's nothing. You mean talking out loud to yourself? It's yeah, tough. yeah, yeah. I do that enough as it is. <laughs> And pray, P-R-E-Y, I don't eat meat, so I'm praying on tofu. Yeah, That's not much of a challenge. I I consider you like the kind of person, like if you walk through a garden and just like stomp on all the food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. smush it down. Just like tackle a zucchini and start like like a cat with catnip or whatever. There you go, yeah. Kick it with your feet a little bit. (laughs) It's a really big zucchini. That's a... That's a great image. <laughs> it's either a really big zucchini or I'm very flexible. <laughs> either. All right. So what is it? <laughs> <coughs> oh, water just went up my nose. Uh, I am not flexible. So it's a large zucchini. You ever wondered like, so like <laughs> flexibility is like, it's just like something that I find it's impossible to, to obtain. Like how, like you're either, you're either born with it. Yes. You can't train your body to be flexible though. Can you? It feels like you're, you you, at birth, you're a trapeze artist or you're not. It's like, 
Some people say that about drummers. Like you just got that timing or you don't. It's true. You know? It's true. It's hard. It's hard to learn that kind of stuff. Like you get better. Like I've gotten better at like counting time and stuff like that, but I'm still like, I could never be a drummer in a band. I did technically a little bit, but I was not very good at it. You mean you could never be a drummer in, in a good band? Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. 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 So why would you ever want to be in that band? Cause why like, would I want to be in a good band? Yeah, it doesn't seem as fun. Yeah, I'd only want to be in a good band if it, if I was playing guitar, because then I would feel good about what I was doing. Because I feel mildly confident in my guitar playing. Not like I probably couldn't play a full Alcest song or anything, but is that maybe just a stamina? Is that a stamina issue? Yeah. Like because the songs are so long, or is that no, a- no, no? But my band plays really long songs, um, so it's not that. It's <laughs> it's more. If, it, if we're talking stamina, it's because they do a lot of tremolo picking, um, which is just going like that. Uh, really fast back really and forth. Really fast back and forth. And that, that gets tiring. I can only do that for a little while. Tremolo picking. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know why they do that so often. Is that for them? It's a just black like metal a, thing. It's a black metal thing, yeah. yeah. Tremolo picking for a long period of time is hard. And downstroke picking is hard for a long time. I can't do it fast. Like those pop punk bands, like Ramones or whatever. It's only a downstroke too. Like they don't come up, they don't hit it up. It's down, then no up. That's how I do it. That's how I have to do it. It sounds different, but I make it work. I see. Fake it till you make it. Yes, exactly. You wanted guitar talk, so we're getting into it. Yeah, I did ask Nandy for some guitar talk today because I felt like I felt like the group that we're listening to is like a pretty guitar band. Like it's a guitar band. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I don't know if we want to get into it because I still haven't heard how your week went or anything like that. I don't know. My week was fine. Uh, We, we went and saw a movie today. So that was cool. Did you go to work today? No, we took the day off. I mean, I took the day off to go see Dr. Strange in the multiverse of madness. Is that a movie? Who, who stars in that movie? Benedict Cumberbatch is Dr. Strange. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen is uh, Wanda Maximoff, a.k.a. Scarlet Witch. Those are the mains. I don't know who Elizabeth Olsen is. Why do I not know who that? I don't know her name. Elizabeth Olsen is the not-twin Olsen sister. The youngest. Sister. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, that's a Marvel movie. It was good. Sam Raimi directed it, so that was fun. Do you eat food when you watch a movie? Yes. What kind of food? We got, uh, we went to the 945 showing. We always go to the, probably the first or second showing because it's cheaper uh, and there's fewer people. But uh, we got popcorn, which I didn't really eat much of. I don't like popcorn all that much. It's a more Amanda's thing. Pretzel bites. Must Mm -hmm. get pretzel bites. Soft pretzel with the big chunks of salt. Dip it in the nacho cheese. So you have, does this nacho cheese come with the pretzel bite or do you have to buy nacho cheese? Comes with it. And a, a usually a soda oh, to right. drink. Okay. At nine forty five in the morning. At nine forty five in the morning. And it's it's a, it's a movie day. You got to do a, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to see a movie. We're going all out. Yeah. Hell I don't yeah. care if it's nine forty five in the morning. I like the idea of an early movie. For some reason, it doesn't like when you said it. I was like, wait, that's weird. Why would you go that early? But that kind of sounds awesome. I guess. It's great. There's fewer people. <laughs> I mean, there were still. It's a Marvel movie, so it's still a lot of people. Opening day, but. It's not packed to the brim, you know, like a midnight showing. Yeah, we and it's cheaper as well. I think it was eight dollars per ticket. 
Do you go to a movie theater in the suburbs or do you go to, to we go to, the, to watch a movie? No, we go to Arden, the what used to be the domes. Do you remember the domes? Were you here for no, the domes? Dude. Well, even if I was, like, I have not, I don't think, aside from going to Crest, if I've ever gone to a movie in SAC. Really? I'm not a person. Are tend you to not go a movie guy? So here's the funny thing. I was actually telling a coworker of mine today because I had a late coffee uh-huh. um, intentionally, actually. Like I was like, my wife is out of town. She's been out of town most weekends the last couple of yeah. last couple of weeks. And like I was, I usually like will come home and like I'm happy to hang out with you because like I have something going, sure. you know, right now. It's fun. Um, but, you know, sometimes when she's not around, I'll just be like, oh, OK. And then I'll maybe like I'll maybe I'll listen to some music or I'll mm-hmm. just like go to sleep early or some shit like that. Sure. But today I was like, I was going to drink coffee. I'm going to talk with you for what, like seven hours is yeah, usually at, how at long least. it takes to get takes us about seven hours to get an hour and a half's worth of content. <laughs> I'm usually just all off off on the rails. <laughs> and I was thinking about watching a movie um, mm-hmm. because, like, I don't. Like, I feel like, I don't know, like, if it's because I have an attention span thing going on mm-hmm. um, or if it's, like, just these days, like, that kind of commitment kind of scares me. It's like, really? This is this is uh, 129 minutes? Sure, Shit. sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I feel like I kind of like when it comes down to the moment of like clicking on it, I get a little bit anxious and decide instead to watch um, a television show or yeah. something else or nothing else. Sometimes like I'll just literally like scroll Twitter for an hour. Yeah. Ugh, which is I, terrible. I hate doom scrolling. I do it like I'll I'll get stuck on TikTok for like way too fucking long. I feel it's more positive experience than Twitter, though. Uh, sometimes <clears throat> it I get down in the dumps because. Uh, a lot of it is like, look at this person being racist. Let's call him Oof, him out, yeah. like that kind of stuff. I used to be really into watching those, but I, they just kind of just started depressing me. So I tend to like watch a little bit and then like, okay, let's find vinyl TikTok or something. Yeah, that's what you guys spend your time on. It's a positive, <laughs> positive yeah. environment. I don't know. So, but that's stupid, right? Like, why would you scroll for an hour when you could be already yeah. an hour into a movie? Yeah. Who knows? What about a movie? Like, what about like a good documentary or something or like a band doc doc or something? Shoot. Well, I mean, that Jawbreaker one I watched, sure. that's for sure. And actually, that's the only one. I, I know. I watched also one for The Minutemen. Did you ever get I haven't into The Minutemen? I've never really listened that to them. That was pretty good. I have one of their records, but. Do you have a vinyl? I do. Is it um, Double Nickels on the Dime? Yeah. Do you want to part ways with it? Maybe. <laughs> Shit, I'm all like, Danny, do you want to sell that to me? Um, <laughs> what do you got to around. trade? Oh, I have no idea. I like, I like you're a trader, though. You're, you're a trader. Um, <laughs> I'm a trader to the Minutemen, apparently. I can give you the Taylor Swift Fearless Taylor's Edition 3 LP gold colored record. Uh, fearless? No, thanks. Oh, really? Not Fearless is fine. It's not my fave. I really like oh, damn. a couple songs, but I don't need to own the vinyl. Yeah, the three. So actually, that one she didn't do that one for. But uh, I have purchased her Taylor's versions on record I have on eBay. Well. I have I have not bought them from her because they're too expensive. But I can get them on eBay usually for around twenty five to thirty bucks or whatever. Okay. Each of those I paid somewhere in that range yeah. for them. Um, and I have that red one, mm-hmm. and she has the she plays it. It's at it runs at speed forty five. Mm-hmm. Is your does yours do that? Yeah, I think that's how it was pressed, and it, it like confused a lot of people. There was like it's a, fucking, it's brilliant. Yeah. She's such. I hate capitalism except when Taylor Swift exercises her <laughs> capitalism. Like fucking I think it's so flex. cool. 
She's like, she's like, you know what? I could sell a, a double LP for thirty nine bucks, yeah. or a four LP for. Did you say sixty nine dollars? Oh fuck yeah, I want to do that. <laughs> and then they're like, Yo, Taylor, you got a lot of songs here, and it's great. You know, we can put them on four LPs, but like, you just don't have enough to put it all on that. And she's like, Run them at a forty five speed. Let's do it. Let's, let's do it. Slow it's a punk them down. record. <laughs> it's totally a punk record. Throw yeah. them at- they just don't know it. <laughs> I fucking love it. When That's I noticed rad. that, I was like, this is badass. Thank she you, should, Taylor. on her next one, when uh, Taylor's version of 1989 <clears throat> comes out, she should do uh, two LP, uh, one side 45, one side 33, one side 45, one side Just confuse the fuck just out of everyone. Fuck up, fuck with everyone. No one's listening to them anyways. No. I mean, some people are. I'll put them on every once in a while, but like I just, for those long-ass things, like I'll usually just put the, um, what do you call it, Bluetooth. Yeah to my to my speakers or something like that but or get a cd i have a cd of red i think because i'm a huge cd nerd if i didn't know if you know that i've heard i've heard i fucking love cds sometimes if i'm really feeling nostalgic mm-hmm. like i listen to your um jimmy eat july episode mm-hmm. that was featuring songs post clarity okay this is a classic five songs or less episode if anyone listening right Thank now is not paid attention go to listen it. to it jimmy july was so much fun yeah i think like you had those dudes that episode with the dudes from mm-hmm. jimmy pod yep yeah it was okay mm-hmm. i like mm-hmm. i thought it was fine i thought mm-hmm. it was fine no offense to them they do a good ep- they do a good podcast but like i really liked i really liked well i liked your clarity episode and this extra one because i have not really followed jimmy world much like you oh post bleed um, american post, yeah yeah post yeah bleed american, either. right i'm also not a huge bleed american fan to be oh son of a bitch I know. Like, I like it. I like it. So but it's not like, sorry, like sorry. Clarity for me is a, is a, uh, th- I, I thought this might happen. Uh, cause, uh, another podcast that I'm online friends with and follow, um, said that zoom has changed their settings now and uh, we can't do long run times anymore. The, Oh, so the episode's over. So the episode is over. Oh, he shit, paid, wow. uh, he said he paid, uh, $200 for an upgraded account, which is fucking Can ridiculous. You want to stop recording for one second? Uh, yeah. Hey, we're back. We're on FaceTime now because I ain't paying for shit. For those of you listening, Danny and I, t- it took us six hours to figure <laughs> out how to use FaceTime. And we were recording... For four of those hours. And it was funny as can be. Like We were like potentially funny enough to get a netflix special <laughs> <laughs> yep yep it's a web series though <clears throat> a web series yeah where were we we were talking about something really important uh, yeah i interrupted you we were talking about it's like the value uh, of a friendship and community mm-hmm, mm-hmm. something like that hey i know well speaking of friendship and community um you told me before that you uh Used to be a big metal guy. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Actually, but well, you, we'll find out. Okay, were you? Did you have long hair? Never did I have long hair. No. Okay. I mean, I used Not to even in the nineties. In the like around the mid nineties, uh, when I was in middle school, I did have a an undercut, and my hair came down to probably oh, sure. around my up back cheekbone thing. Yeah, yeah, same. And during the COVID-19 pandemic, if you remember those years. I do remember. Before I got a vaccine, um, 
I did not get my hair cut for what, 15 months maybe. And my hair was pretty long. I was actually wearing a hat every single day. I thought I was going to get in trouble at work wearing a hat every single day. Oh yeah. Because I didn't. Yeah. I don't know. So I don't know. Do you, have you ever had long hair? Just uh, kind of sounds like we had similar hair in, in junior high. Right. Um, it came down to like, yeah, around there, cheekbone area or jawbone, but, uh, and shaved under underneath because yeah. that was the style yeah. parted down the middle. But I never got, I didn't get into metal until like way late. Uh, I was punk punks or nothing. Metal. My history, my story with metal is weird. It was the first non sort of like radio or my parents music that I got into. And for the weirdest mm-hmm. reason in middle school, like, well, like, yeah, before middle school, you know, you're listening to whatever your parents listen yeah. to you and like maybe some radio stuff. Like I liked Ace of Bass. Sure. And sure, maybe sure. At Nirvana. I liked Nirvana. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and then in middle school, I had a teacher, an English teacher who was interested in um, uh, science fiction and fantasy and also mm-hmm. liked black metal specifically. Mm-hmm. And although I come from a really small town, we had a community college. So it was like a sm- my town was, you know, around 10,000 folks, I think at that time. It's gotten, it's grown quite a bit mm-hmm. since then, but like, and it was the hub of a county, a pretty rural county. So at a community okay. college that had a radio station, weirdly. And there yes. was a dude who on Saturday nights would play a black, had a black metal like hour or black metal mm-hmm. hour or two. Mm-hmm. And a friend of mine um, and I would record ep- the episodes to cassette tape uh-huh. and then bring them to this teacher. Um, Sick. Shout out to Mr. Beck. He's obviously listening to this. And, oh um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he would like we would like play it during the newspaper class. Okay. And he was he would he would talk about how like how much he liked it, and he knew some of the artists, and we kind of got into it that way. But I don't okay. like I'll say like I bought albums, and I still to this day own some metal. Although I I purged most of my metal, I would say right before I moved to Sacramento, because uh-huh. I wasn't listening to it. Um, yeah. And it was primarily the like sort of super melodic black metal, um, okay. and some. Like I was into, I thought Mortician and Cannibal Corpse were really cool. And to this day, like I just recently bought a reissue of a Cattle Decapitation LP. Wow. (laughs) Which I really, really liked um, and still really like. And At The Gates is one of my all-time favorite bands, like that Swedish melodic uh, death metal I really, really like. But I can't really like, you know, like like a metal dude, it's just, it doesn't really fit my trajectory. Mm -hmm. But metal was important to me as a kid for sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I never would have guessed. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I present as a bit too cheery, I think. <laughs> sure. Sure. What were some of your favorites and did you ever see any of them live? Actually, it's kind of funny. I street tre- street teamed as a teenager for Century Media Records. Whoa. Um, sick. Which just basically meant that they would send me a bunch of stickers and like promo CDs yeah. in like pl- cardboard sleeves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I thought that stuff was pretty fucking cool. I didn't ever oh, do yeah. anything with it. It's not like I went. I didn't even. I was like a kid, dude. I know. I did. I did the same thing. I I did Street Team for Vagrant for a while, and and the band Ultimate Fake Book, and they would like send me shit. And I think I like put up a couple things, but most of them I just like had a stack of Ultimate Fake Book stickers. Dude, like where I lived, it just didn't. Yeah, it didn't like. What was I gonna do? <laughs> like, I worked at a record shop, and so I like could put the stickers out in our oh, little sure. in our in our sticker bin 
for people yeah. to take. And I'd play this, the demo CDs in the CD player. So I guess like whatever century media was thinking of sending to like, by the time this was when I was in high school, it's like some 15 year old or 16 year old kid. Mm-hmm. Like I was giving them what they wanted, I guess for, in a small town. Yeah. 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 Um, what I liked a lot. Oh gosh. Like if I think back on those days, Mortician is a big one for me. Dimmu Bijor, I liked that band. I don't even know how to pronounce uh-huh. their name. Ben, nor yeah. now. I liked Zhao, actually. You like that band, but that's a metal band. Yeah. Um, I really liked Slayer, actually, quite a bit. Um, I uh-huh. listened to all the Slayer albums all the time. I remember when I first got, an, like, at that record shop I worked at, I may have mentioned this before, so forgive me if I have, but, like, they there was a car, a car stereo department. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was really just one big square, and there was a section where car stereos were sold. <laughs> and the staff who worked at the shop got major discounts from the, from a, a company. Yeah. So I had like a subwoofer and good speakers nice. and an amp. And I remember playing Slayer, like rolling down the street pretty loud. <laughs> yeah. Samael is a band that I remember specifically liking Nevermore, some iced earth, like some of that shit I was really kind of oh, thought was pretty cool. Okay. The black metal scene though was creepy or dark funeral. Some of that Norwegian sh- metal shit from the yeah. Lords of chaos stories. But I think the second I started to realize that they like are were not good dudes. Yeah, yeah. It sort of became a little bit less attractive to me. But you're asking me sure. to like dig. I should have like thought about this in advance of this episode because it's not something yeah. that I have thought about in a very long time. Did you get any into, into like local bands at all? Like, were you are you tight with the Wolves in the Throne Room dudes? No, <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> not. This is when I was living in that small town. Metal did not carry with me into any forays into Seattle or in when I okay, got older. Okay. When I got older, and and moved away from town. No, not at all. By okay. then, like the metal that I listened to was metal core music, like sure, sure. Cave In yeah. or Botch or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Metal core is kind of how I started down the world of metal, but I didn't really get into metal until I started. Probably saw until I started working at Dimple Records, like Zao, but that's metalcore. It's that cro- it's like what we were listening to today. Like Alcest, like has like links. It's there's obvious influence. Oh, fucking yeah. Mayhem! That was a band that I thought was pretty fucking oh, awesome. Okay, yeah. I also to this day still have Emperor CDs. I don't know why I said that. And I listen, <laughs> I listen to those every every so often. Yeah. Um, despite the fact that I don't, those do their politics. Some of the politics yeah. is so questionable. No good. Like, obviously, Alcest has black metal influence, right? That's obvious. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Zao, Zao does that as well. So I like, I feel like, yeah, yeah okay, it's not, it's not, it's not true, like pure, yeah. pure metal or black metal, but <laughs> I don't know. It works for me. Yeah. It wasn't until I found, I started working at Dimple and this one guy, Brian, like introduced me to some stuff. He introduced, introduced me to Boris and that like sent me down Word. this whole like doom metal road and that's how i got really into doom stuff but the doom i never listened i don't know it's not a thing i've been i'll give you a good doom band one of these days i still want to do an episode on more full congregation it's an australian doom band that's a pretty dope name i'll have to say it is it is a dope name Um, but i might do just three songs because they're very uh, lengthy as if the group Alsace songs were not i guess they're more like they have nothing, I'd say nothing under 10 minutes, but probably more like 15 to 20. I did feel like the Alcest list was maybe a, a little too long. I think, oh, that's you felt that way, really? I guess I can see that. It could be. When we did Elder, Dante was like, 
no, it cannot be over 36 minutes or something like that. And this one clocked, this one clocks in at what, 48 minutes or something like that? Something like that, yeah. 42 minutes. It's pretty good. Yeah. For some reason in my head, it just popped up that we were talking about your Jimmy Eat World's podcast but we can't go back to that we're done with it that's it's over there was nothing there Uh, anyways that episode ruled it was it was good go listen to it yeah absolutely it's high point um uh like high point of five songs or less it'll never get that high again (laughs) but it's true it's true (laughs) it's me being very excited about post bleed american jimmy world can i ask you wait so this is a digression but i think that was a part of that episode that i really liked where dante's just like let's stop talking about the music and start talking about other things like stop talking about these songs um (laughs) they're like did you go out and listen to any of those albums in full after that episode futures and the one with the um peacock feather on the cover what is that one called chase the light chase this light I think so. I don't know. Something something of that that nature, yeah. Uh, I've listened to both of those in full now, and they are very <laughs> good, though I think he did give me some of the best songs uh, off of those Like nothing else. It didn't, you didn't really like... You didn't all of a sudden bleed American on one of them. You were like, holy shit. No, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not at all. Do you ever wonder if that's because it's just not... You can't do it at the... You, you, like even if you heard Bleed American today, it wouldn't click with you the way it does it did then. Probably not, though. If if Davy Von Bolin is is guesting on yeah. any song, I will probably love it. But yeah, probably not. I don't know. I mean the the songs he gave me off of Futures. I th- I think if I remember correctly, he gave me two songs off of Futures, uh, and they are both really fucking good. One of which is. I think the song 23 is like probably one of my favorite Jamie Eat World songs. It's fucking yeah. gorgeous. But uh, I think post Jimmy or post Bleed American could be a good, like a pretty good long playlist for me. You know, like I, like I listen to those albums, I pick my favorite songs and I just make a playlist of those songs though. I might appreciate it more if I spent more time listening to the Jimmy Eat pod podcast. Cause I usually appreciate like I, I did the same thing with Blink One Fifty Five. Like listening to them, like break down and talk about the songs, like makes you appreciate them a lot more. Word, uh, even if they're stupid, goofy Blink One Eighty Two songs. I think that's what's impressive about the pod and like what, like yeah. Anyways, yeah, that's what that's the kind of podcast where you would have to translate the French exactly to successfully exactly. execute the podcast. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Jimmy Jimmy Pod guys get really into they they talk about like the BPM and time signatures and all like all the kind of stuff. It's pretty, it's pretty interesting. They think more about the songs than the members of Jimmy world ever did. Probably. Yeah. 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 It's impressive. (laughs) It's very, very impressive. Okay. Do you want to, do you want to try one of these songs? See how it goes? Sure. Let's go. Let's go with the first song on the playlist. I think that's a good place to start. Um, from my favorite Alcest album, 2016's Kodama. Um, ooh, this name is pretty French. There's an X in that first word. Um, Osau? Os- I don't know. You try it. Um, Oswa de Proy. <laughs> wow. 
think uh, I have no idea to be perfectly honest. Um, what does it mean? It means birds. Oh, is this birds of, of prey? prey? Yeah. Oh. I was like, I typed this into Wikipedia. Um, so that's how I got that translation. And so it mm-hmm. may not mean that. Maybe somebody on Wikipedia is making it up. But like, why w- day is definitely of. So And poi yeah. sounds like prey. That goes. so. Yeah, definitely. So to me, I think it works. And Kodama, it said also in that same article, is a Japanese word for echo or tree spirit. So inspired oh. inspired my approach to the uh, tree hugging vibes of this band. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> for sure. So yeah, 2016, this album is my favorite. Uh, I do love this song a lot. I, although I think the track one, side one... Uh, song Kodama is my favorite off of the album but I was trying to make a good mix of the band as a whole uh how'd you feel about this here song I mean this is an introduction to me for me to a band I had never heard or heard of Mm -hmm. (laughs) so the first thing I ever heard of them actually I want to play at the beginning of it for myself but for everyone if I don't I don't know if yeah go ahead everyone already heard it did they already hear it? Oh yeah, it's that. Yeah, it's got like, so like it starts off and I knew like from the artwork, I guess we should say like, can you describe the cover of this album? Sure. Or what, what you see when you pull this song up on the, your playlist? Uh, you've, you've got a, a woman in the water, just like, uh, or mid chest in water. She's got a, this necklace of bones on. She's got long uh, hair, just almost touching the water. It looks almost like a lily pond kind of kind of feel. Like the like there's some some sort of like green stuff over the water, although the coloring isn't green. Uh, you've got some lily pads there, and you've got these bone or um, uh, skeleton arms. That's the word maybe I'm looking for. Arms and hands coming up out of the water. Yeah, um, watch out, you know. That's a terrifying mm-hmm. looking situation. <clears throat> it is a terrifying looking situation. But she's not terrified though. No. Do you think she's in control of these arms? I don't know. I think, do you know, who's the famous author who like uh, the, um, took their life by walking into water? Oh, I don't know. I feel like. Um, your uh, Amanda will know she's a librarian. Yeah, she probably would. Um, but I think like I don't know. This person looks determined to not to like they don't give a fuck. They're just like walking into this swamp where there's a skeleton kind of creeping yeah, out. Yeah. But it, like I think what thing what thing that really struck me. So I'm trying to I ask you to do that because it's like a, a feel right. Like when you first sent this mm-hmm. to me, like I see this Alceste, which I'm like, okay, what is that? And then mm-hmm. <clears throat> a bunch of French songs, including this one we're listening to, Osoi de Prior. And then a picture of the band and they look like Heshers, like with long hair and like <laughs> these two dudes, like they're in, a, they're in what appears to be like a cave or some shit. Yeah. So yeah. I was sort of like, wait, what the fuck is this? Um, and then that, it, you know, you push the song and you get this album cover and it kind of has like its color choice and the way that the water is drawn with the lilies uh-huh. has like a Japanese feel to it, which is interesting because yes. the album is named after a Japanese word. Uh-huh. the band's name is written not in a metal script, but in sort of like a fancy fantasy script. And it's then, very fantasy. Yeah. Right. And the sunlight is in the back. And then the beginning of this song hits 
and it feels a little bit like a f- like in most of like some of these songs in particular another one we'll talk about has mm-hmm. sort of like a fantasy adventure vibe to it right off the yes. bat right um so i think that the little guitar what would you call that even the beginning part where it's like is it just feedback or is it a, are they playing a chord where uh, like at the very beginning where it kind of like swells in or yeah, whatever swells in yeah that's good yeah just kind of a, a swell they might have like hit a chord and then like turned the volume or it might just be you know uh studio effects or whatever word making it sound like it's swelling in it definitely has a dope fantasy vibe and a build yes. up and the build up lasts if i'm not mistaken my notes here like it's like a minute and a half yeah, um, yeah. before you hear a person singing so you don't even know what's coming really yeah for such a long time and i think i like it i was trying to think about like how i would talk about this because like i'm not great on music on instrumentation and like the song mm-hmm. structures and oftentimes the lyrics are what pull me and i don't understand a fucking word <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> that's being sung but like i was like okay this is this shit's vibey right like there's a feeling you yes. get from this sort of thing so i was like trying to place myself what would i be doing in this uh this uh birds of prey song from tree <laughs> from treat the tree spirit album with its yeah. echoes i was thinking like this song sounds like you're like kind of like pacing in a in like a a a boat down a down a river a purple river Mm -hmm. trees are passing you by there are birds floating up and an avalanche seems to be like racing down some sort of mountain behind you which you're trying to get away from as this pace picks up (laughs) it's pretty sick i think um that's what i got to say about what i thought of it sorry that was long-winded and no no, that's that's great. Yeah, I I agree. I like the especially bringing the album art into it. I like the floating down the river kind of thing. That's that's the thing about this band and a lot of the metal bands cuz even if they're singing in English, I don't necessarily understand right what they're saying. But there's something about this band and it's it is weird taking notes because I I realize that I always think of them as this cool, like riffy band, but they're not. They're they're just kind of a vibe band, like you said. Like the drums are fucking sick throughout. Mm-hmm. The guitar does cool things, uh, but most of the time, I'm just like, it's almost like a band that I just want to like sit down and, and like close my eyes, like outside. Mm-hmm. I think I think in text you maybe said on a hammock or something. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just very like fantasy ethereal at times and then every once in a while they they pull in the black metal stuff it's just music that i like to put on and just like kind of have in the background as i work or go about my day or whatever uh, or drive around but yeah it's it's a it's a vibe band for me totally i think the last couple of days at work in particular because we decided to do it and i had some notes on this group but i was also like trying I was struggling to differentiate songs, which is a metal vibe to me, like sometimes. Mm. And I honestly don't yeah. mind that. It's not a criticism. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I put the stuff on and sort of let the playlist play while I was working. And I would definitely get lost. Like where yeah. I'd be like often in my mind doing some work and then I'd come back and I'd be like, oh, OK, where am I? So I had to like reorient myself. But it definitely let you kind of float away a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. In particular. Yeah. And like certain things can pull you back. Cause like there's some moments in this song, too. I've got like. There are vocal stylings that are more hums or yowls or like something mm-hmm. just like 
like sort of using the voice as a sort of gothic or or instrument or some shit like that (laughs) um that definitely like can let you float away from the sound and then all of a sudden you'll get a moment where a like punk drum or uh, a metal drum (laughs) will like pull in it'll pace will pick up it'll go out of control yeah yeah, and then the then the dude is screaming suddenly and you're like oh shit yeah i'm back here i am hell yeah (laughs) this is great um yeah so yeah i like that that shit (laughs) Well, let's start talking timestamps. My first one is actually pretty early on. It's at 23 seconds. Oh, damn. Hell yeah. This, by the way, is the shortest song that you put on the list. It is seven minutes and 48 (laughs) seconds. Hell yeah. The shortest one. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Kind of like I said a little bit ago is the I really noticed how much I love the drumming on yeah. the, in this band and they come up with really cool kind of like interesting beats and I, I really like that intro beat on this song because uh, it's it's not necessarily like off kilter or anything like that like it's not out of time or or anything but it's just a interesting like choice of a rhythm versus I don't know. I feel like a lot of bands or a lesser band would just be like thumping on the kick or something. Yeah, totally. You know, they also, they, I mean, they do this with everything, right. But like they find that beat. They, they love it. The dude, it's what, this is a one band, one man band, as I understand. Nage is, is like the main guy. All right. And then I think, uh, he just has other people like come and go. Right. So he's got that beat. And it's dope, and he plays it, and then he stops, and then he plays it again, and he stops, and then he plays it again with a little adjustment. Yeah. But he's like, he's really leaning into it, slowing it down for us so we can all enjoy this dope fucking beat yeah. that he's come up with. In a way, it's like, <laughs> like I mean, to some degree, like this is analogous to some electronica in the way that you sort of bleed it, let something bleed in. Like you play mm-hmm. a sound, and you let that sound vibrate, and you let the audience get used to it, and then you yeah. bring something else in behind it, and... I think that with that guitar swell and then that drum beat, which is like just dilted at first, it starts, yeah. stop, start, stop. You get that vibe. And yeah, you're right. It's good. It's also like if I feel like I don't know if this is this song this happens in, but I know there are other parts where I'm, I wanted to ask the question in other songs where I'm like, wait, this is the recording of the drums really shitty right now. Whereas this mm. one is like really good. Like it's very yeah. clear, very mm. crisp. Um, but there are some some other songs. I'll br- I have a note somewhere, so I'll bring it out. We can bring back to it. But like, it's an interesting choice potentially to have like really clear, obvious front facing drum sound here. Uh-huh. And at some other parts in these songs, the drum will fade back and be fast, maybe in a quick beat. But it's not an overwhelming beat. It sort of they let the they let it fade back away. It's not as clear yeah, in this way. That happens. We'll we'll talk about blast beats and stuff, but that'll happen. I've noticed with a lot of blast beats is depending on how they're played, I feel like they get kind of quieter because you're not necessarily hitting the drum as the snare drum is hard. Word, that makes sense. And so it sounds a little bit farther back, but it just depends on how they're played and, and the mix and stuff too. But yeah, I, uh, I don't have anything else till two forty one. I don't know what else. Actually I have might. written exactly two forty one. Oh, sweet. Two forty one. Another good drum beat. Thank you. 
So that is the drum beat. It's just paced differently, right? He's picked it up. It's not the same. I mean, it's still kind of the because the the intro one is like do do ka do 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 ka, and that one is uh, like a ka ka ta ka. I don't fucking know. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> they're they're slightly different, but that's more of a straight ahead beat. He's just playing a lot of those like off notes on the snare drum, which makes it more interesting than just like do do da do 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 da do 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 da like something like that. Yeah, it's a really cool beat. I love Nage's like just straight singing voice. I think I I wanted to start the playlist with a, a singing song versus a, the black mm-hmm. metal scream that he gets. I don't know, just to kind of like maybe trip you up a little bit in like what you were expecting. Because um, I did introduce them as a black metal and shoegaze band or mm-hmm. black gaze as they're they're called. I, I really like that. I like his singing voice. It's not like over the top doom, like Sabbath Aussie-esque singing. And it's not like super cheesy over the top, like uh, like pretty singing mm-hmm. necessarily, like straight ahead pretty singing. I, I think he has a pretty voice, um, but it's it just fits with the music really well. It fits with that fantasy vibe kind of. So yeah, I wanted to start with something a little more like straight ahead singing. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's one thing that I had thought is that the singing was good, but there are also times in this list where it's not as good. I think it's not always sure. something where he's nailing it, where his, his screams I dig consistently, like for sure. Yeah. But yeah. this screaming to me was very atmospheric. That's what he's got going on right here yeah. Like, yeah. in particular. Totally. Howling away. <clears throat> howling away. That's That's a good word, yeah. The scream is is actually my next timestamp. Is it a 3.15? 3.15 on the dot. Wait, we have two timestamps that are the same? Wow. Dang, Danny, I feel like we've been together too long, actually. We, <laughs> we, we, uh, we're, we're synchronized, finishing each other's sandwiches and everything. <laughs> sandwiches, hell yeah. <laughs> The scream he gets there, because it it's not always like that. It, a lot of times it's a little more of a black metal type scream. Um, but that part reminds me so much of the band Envy. Oh, yeah. Uh, hell yeah. It's the like slow kind of like post metal stuff. And again, Envy, another band that I like a lot and I can totally vibe out to. And I have no idea what he's singing about yeah. the whole time. I was there in the screamo scene, though, somehow. No, like it, yeah, because they kind of started out that way, and then years later, yeah, they've been around for what thirty, yeah, 30 been years now, for a long, long time. I dig that scream a lot. Like I also like, yeah. I, I mean, he he gives you the dude has taken his time, and as a result, like you can have <laughs> these very different things happen in what is a similar, like he's screaming to a beat and to music that he was just singing to, and it doesn't sound weird. It just sounds, yeah. f- it flows and fits really well. It's, it's dope. Yeah. Next up, I've got 410 after that. Yeah, I don't have you. I have 427, but I was just thinking about this, like that it should come in before that because I was going to <clears throat> talk okay. to you about the band Minus the Bear. But Ooh. I feel like, I feel, well, yeah, because I don't know much about them, but I feel like 
before we move on, this concept of me finishing your sandwich <laughs> should be uh, uh, investigated ever so slightly. I'm curious, do you have a breakfast sandwich that you like to eat? Uh, yes, I do. I thoroughly enjoy the Starbucks uh, Impossible Breakfast Sandwich. Huh, I'm going to write that down. Yeah, it's n- quite good. And sometimes we'll go to McDonald's and just get it without meat. It's just egg and cheese and bread. Yeah, I've done that. Yeah, done that yeah. before. They have an Impossible Breakfast Sandwich at Jamba Juice now as well, but I haven't tried it. At Starbucks, though, really? I didn't know they yeah. had, like, a food dishes. Like, that you... I didn't know oh yeah, that. they got all sorts of food. Well, not all sorts, but they've got they've got food there. Huh. Yeah. Uh, P- uh, Pete's also has a a it's fully vegan a vegan breakfast sandwich. Uh, that's pretty good, but damn them for not having drive-throughs. Yeah, good point. You, you're Danny's like a Californian who does not want to get out of his car I even after he's home. I want to get out of my car. <laughs> yeah. I just. Part of me wants the pandemic to never go away, so I have a good excuse for not going into places. I've been feeling that recently. Like, um, I do, th- I do get the sense, and I love it. Like, because I, I want community, and I want friends, and I want to mm-hmm. hang out with folks, even if it is. But I mean, I can do it over Facetime with you, right? Exactly. So that's fine. But I do find that um, in the last like four months, maybe three months, maybe less, like, it feels mm-hmm. like Omicron, our our good friend, wasn't that long ago. <laughs> Um, but ever yeah. since we sort of been having a bit of a better number count COVID wise, like I've been receiving more just like interest in people spending time and stuff like that. And I've been yeah. receptive to it cause I like that. Yeah. But I do, I'm, don't let it, don't, uh, you know, I, I know they're listening, but like, so I do get that thought sometimes where I'm like, you know, I just want to take a walk and listen to an audiobook, and I want, sure. and I don't yeah. want to have to say, I don't feel comfortable telling somebody I'd rather go on a walk and listen to an audiobook and have, <laughs> than have a drink tonight. Or yeah. some shit, yeah. um, and then I think that thought, Danny. Here's the here's the here's the end of it, though. And then mm-hmm. I go out and I see these people, and I have a fucking blast. It does, Ex- it, you yes, know, yes. It's always the case. That's I am always in my head about like, oh, I really want to do this, but then I like start getting in my head about like, oh, but then I have to be out, and then I have to this and that, uh, and it's gonna be weird. And then I get there, and I have the best fucking time. Totally, yes, one hundred percent. But that you, that memory fades quickly when you're uh, <laughs> when you're trying to have to figure it out again. You're right. Yeah. I've like talked myself myself out of going to shows a couple times because of that. Yeah, which is dumb. Like the No FX show. No, I d- I just didn't want to go to that. I, f- I feel like I feel like you're not telling yourself the truth I, when I, you say I that. No I mean, I don't see No anymore. If if there were <laughs> other bands on there that I wanted to see, that there's pe- Pennywise. That I've never seen before. Bouncing Souls? I've seen Pennywise and Bouncing Souls and No Effects. For any one of those three bands. And Face to Face. And Face to Face. I Face to Face confounds me. Like I've never listened to that band. Like I don't Yeah. I've only listened to like one album. And it was amazing. It was fine. Okay. Have you during those live performances of any one of those four bands, were you ever on the stage? No. Oh, it's too bad. Okay. Did you wear Doc Martens to your Bouncing Souls show? I've never owned a pair of Doc Martens. Oh, too bad. Not even like, so I had Doc Martens when uh, I was, gosh, there was a time like 15, 16 where uh, my mom and dad made me get a pair of dress shoes. So Mm -hmm. I had like low cut docks that I would wear with a pair of khakis when I had to go to like my uncle's church or some shit. Mm -hmm. 
I, I lied. I did have a pair of Doc Martens. I totally forgot. I had a wingtip short Doc Martens. What do you mean short? Oh, low cut, right? Low like cut. A, yes, low cut. Low cut. Wingtip? Wing yeah. All right. I'm going to, I got to Google that shit. I don't know what you're talking. I got to have an image. What's a wingtip? It's a very ska thing to do or swing thing to do. I was not in the swing, but. Uh, I would love it if you were in a swing, if you were like, uh, oh, I know what it is. Hell yeah. You had one of those? I had those for a long, long time. Yeah. What co- what color? Black and white. Black and white. That's tight. Yeah. I think, to be perfectly honest, Danny, like, you could you could pull that off. Hell yeah. For for me, like, I always like Doc Martens. I always think they look so cool. Like, Cody wears them, and they look so cool. I wear them, and I look like a fucking idiot. No, here's the problem with that assessment. You look beautiful. Like, don't ever tell yourself you look like <sighs> an idiot. Actually, like, you probably do look like an idiot. But, like, one thing, one thing that I think is true about shoes. So, like, throughout almost my entire high school years, I wore Chuck Taylors. Mm-hmm. Um, after when I was not skateboarding, I was a skateboarder too. And I always had skate yeah. shoes, but I rarely yeah. wore those like as my two school shoes. Oh, okay. I would bring them in my backpack or put them in my locker or some shit back when we had lockers. Do you remember that? Sure. Your kids will never have lockers, unfortunately. Yeah. I, I, I only had lockers my freshman year. I went to a, a brand new school for the rest of high school and there was no lockers. Lockers are so dope. I had pictures of Kurt Cobain and Billy Corgan and all kinds of cool shit. I and had some j- cool stickers in mine. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That was in my middle school one. Even like those are, that was fun. Anyways, that's a stupid sidebar. <laughs> when I first started wearing Vans in high school, maybe like my senior year or something like that. Like I was like, I picked up some Vans. It took a long time to look down at my feet and be like, uh, this looks stupid. Cause when I, you're just so accustomed to looking down and seeing yourself. Right. Yeah. 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 I feel like if you were to get docs and you just said, fuck it, I work from home sure. and you wore them for two weeks straight only during your home working hours and you, uh-huh. you just got used to looking down at them and you became comfortable with them being down there mm-hmm. i feel like if you want to and i'm not saying you want to you don't do <laughs> do what you do man i'm not trying to say it but i do think like there's something about shoes that require a little bit of adjustment if you're kind of like a regular type of shoe wearer yeah 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 i'm i'm a tennis shoe kind of guy i'm a, a like a saucony i like the i wear Asics. a saucony too Oh, what's he got? What's he got? Yep. Saucony with the green. I'm, yeah. I'm a, I was talking to Amanda about this recently. I, I really like and I, I admire and I'm envious of people who can wear bold colored shoes. I am a strictly black and white. <laughs> yeah. Gray. Maybe a blue. I'm being, you're not catching, like this is a rare thing for me to have a green pair of shoes on. <clears throat> I have, I have a pair of white shoes. And I just, I feel so fancy when I wear them, uh, but I, I never wear them because I'm like, I don't want to get them dirty and I have to have the right pants on. Like I can't, I can't wear them with like light pants. That would just look silly. So here's two things. I love this conversation. This is shit that I think about a lot. Welcome to our Elsest. <laughs> Elsest. They're fashionable Heshers. So let's, let's do the same. <laughs> I feel like. I feel like the same. Like, so I have this pair of green Sauconies. So every year I'm, I'm a person, I buy a bicycle helmet once a year uh-huh. and I buy a pair of black and silver Sauconies once a year. Okay. For like the last five, let's say sure, maybe sure. something like that. It's not a super long standing tradition of mine, but like, you know, whatever. And I get them from, from Zumo's or whatever that place is called. Zappos. Oh, okay. 
Because that was like a Zappos and Zoomies mashup. Right. Yeah. Well, whatever. And I don't feel great about that because you know what? I think it's a Jeff Bezos company and like yeah, capitalism, you know, but now. if Taylor Swift owned it, I would be fine with it. But oh, sure. Yeah. Whatever. She needs a shoe company. What the fuck? She needs a shoe company. Hell yeah. Taylor's um, version. So I went to buy my silver and black Sauconies this year and um, these were on sale. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, yeah, fuck it. I'll yeah. just do that. And I got them. And <clears throat> one thing that is true about me is that I, if I buy something, I, even if I don't like it, I'm like, fuck, I got to wear it. I paid yeah. for it. Like I got to do yeah. it. And I've definitely like gotten used to these green ones. And to tell you the honest truth, like I have never received more compliments for my shoes uh-huh. than these. And I'll tell That's you also, nice. I never wear them with a, with a, with a green or with a red or with a blue top. Uh-huh. It's always with a black or a gray or sure. something, something where the color is definitely popping contrasty. And I feel like that's definitely like safer because I don't know how to mix colors. I don't have sure, any color yeah, theory yeah. vibes. Can't do it. Won't do it. So I th- that's what I'm saying about the color one. I got it because it was on sale and it's worked out okay. But I wear that. I wear them maybe once every ten days, like not that often. Okay. Okay. Um, I still wear those black and silver ones. I'm doing them for two years this time around, and they're starting oh, to get a little. Sh- okay. They're getting shabbier. But I also <laughs> have a pair of white Asics mm-hmm. um, with a red with a red um, Asic line. Yeah. Um, that I wear. I got those on, like, those were on a Facebook ad for, like, $39. Nice. And I was like, fuck, yeah, I'm going to get these. And then I got them, and I was like, I don't like these. But I got to wear them. Yeah. And I'll tell you the same thing. Like, I have, I can't wear light sh- light pants, like a dark, like a mid-blue, like a deep blue jean or something uh-huh. I can wear them with. And I feel like they, after a while, I'm like, yeah, these are suave looking. And yeah. they're getting dirty, and they're looking a little bit better dirty, by the way. Uh-huh. And then I saw, I saw a dude walking down the street, and he had on, what do you call, like, a jean... That's like super light blue, like stone washed or some shit. Sure, like yeah, yeah, yeah. A real light blue, and he had some white shoes on too. Uh-huh. And I don't think I can pull it off, but I was looking at that guy and I was like, that looks pretty fucking good, uh-huh. you know. So I don't know. Like I think our fear of lighter jeans and our white shoes is maybe misplaced. Yeah. I want maybe one of your listeners can send us an email. Maybe there are like like Yves Saint Laurent, the French yeah, yeah. Um, designer, is listening to this. Advice, people. Yeah, for sure. That's what we need. Nash could give us some. He's a fashionable dude. He's always like posting on his in- Instagram, like these fashion photo shoots he's doing over in France. Hell yeah, dude! Help us out. Like we just had a whole conversation about fashion, and not once did we mention any like our black denim or anything like that. So. Yeah, I don't. I don't have any black denim. I have like th- probably three pairs of blue jeans and a pair of light gray. Light what? So like you wear a black shirt with a light gray. Uh, yeah, or or maybe a blue. Yeah, that's, that's when I'll think. break out the blue shirt because I don't like wearing blue on blue. Yeah, ditto, dude. I don't understand, Danny. Danny. Yeah, we're uh, yeah. we're we're eating each other's sandwiches right now. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. All right, what was your timestamp again? I don't fucking know. Uh, four ten. Four. Oh yeah, that's right. I want to do that one too because I had a four twenty seven timestamp. Okay, I'll play it through that. Can you play to four? Th- sorry, what? sorry. Oh, can you play to four thirty five? Uh. Absolutely. That's my next timestamp. Oh, keep it going then. I'm just going to play the rest of the song. (laughs) For the next seven minutes, (laughs) y'all. It's like a, 
What do you What are you thinking when you hear that? I'm thinking I love that transition. I'm gonna when I drop it into the episode, I'm gonna pull it back a little bit because I want to hear the transition from the blast beat into that slower rhythm. I love the transition. That's definitely a uh, if we're if we're back on the river, like we mm-hmm. were talking about earlier, and there's some sort of you're getting chased, maybe an avalanche, whatever it is. Is coming after you, or a robber, or something, or something. That's when you have a, a moment of calm, and maybe maybe you got away, maybe you're okay, but you've got a moment of calm, and it's the waters are 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 still again. They've got the they've got the current. You're just flowing with the current down the river, and then, but it's just for a short while, yeah. Because then the beat picks up, and then maybe. Maybe you're going with the current and the, there's some rapids for, for a little bit or something. I don't know, because it gets it gets slow again in what I'm about to play, too. We're gonna get some some um, sweet U2 delay guitar. But yeah, that's that's what I'm that's what I'm picturing here. Um, a potential for a waterfall or a drop at some point. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If there's some dra- there's some drama, definitely. Mm-hmm. I did I've one thing that I thought of in my encyclopedia of music is pretty siloed or tunneled at times but like there's something about that there's is that an octave that's being played or some shit it feels like a jawbreaker thing like or that uh, that, second, that section me, hold on let me that section you just played yeah i'll just do like there no fuck no it's not no Could i be- don't Possibly one of the guitar, not the high high pitched guitar. That's definitely a single string, uh, but the other one might be an, an octave or something. It feels like it could come from Dear You, though. Sure, yeah. Which is funny to think of this French metal dude <laughs> listening to um, a fucking like accident prone. <laughs> Actually, I don't. That's Basilica. likely. I feel like accident prone is a song that every metalhead born after. 1985 has heard and yeah. likes i would think but yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay yeah okay i like that i like the drums uh as mm-hmm. they pick up that pace to me that's like a punk it's a punk drum like it's it not a metal a, drum a bit of a punk beat yeah yeah it's definitely not fast enough for the for the blast beat but definitely mm-hmm. like i could see like a drummer but who doesn't really know what they're doing just like fucking hitting it yeah. fast and just like going for it you know it's it felt weird at first too especially when i was playing it just now it felt weird for a second because it's so slow and mellow and then, like, the drum is, like, double time all of a sudden. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, let's listen to some guitar picking. but the beat started happening and I was like, oh, that's interesting. It's a good beat. Uh, I, I love that palm muted guitar. I know it's like something that was popularized by the edge in U2, but like that palm mute with the delay. It's so cool. It's, it's cooler that Alces is doing it than U2 is doing it. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. unfortunately for U2, they aren't as cool. No. <laughs> but like, 
I that's where I was thinking of minus the bear actually not knowing you two very well like I don't sure. I didn't I didn't know that history but I was wondering if that was the kind of thing that really gets you going because of the the funny like it's just a it's kind of a guitar noodly dorky thing I think like yeah a, yeah yeah they, I mean uh, that dude is very into delay pedals and looping pedals but um, but yeah there's definitely some some of that uh, in minus the bear for sure I wonder if I should give them to you one of these days. I really okay. only like I a couple be... albums. It still seems like a lot. I mean, there are some bands that only have one album and they're amazing. Yeah, it's Tex- true. Texas is the reason, right? It's like, yeah. I think I should give them to you, but they only have one album. It's like, well. Oh, I'm I'm fully. Oh, fully I know, but you know fan. what I mean. For sure. Um, well, let's see. Minus the Bear, I like one, two, uh, two EPs, an album. I guess two albums, two EPs and two albums. I could get five songs out of that. Hell yeah. Or it's five songs or less. It could That's be true. three songs. True. It could be, it could be one song. Have you yeah. ever done a one song episode? I haven't heard one of those. I have not done a one song episode. <clears throat> um, I could do a one song episode on uh bell, Witch. they're like a doom band, but they have, I could just pick one of their albums cause it's, it's one song. That's like yeah. 40 minutes long. <laughs> Danny, you, you fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really going to do that. I don't, I've never listened to the full thing. Um. <laughs> yeah. So like I had this written down like that. I liked, I liked that atmospheric stuff. I also like that the pace had picked up and the drums are going wild and it sort of dropped off. Right. It's yeah. That, like the cliff that the, the river floater has hit. Yeah. It's a dope section of that song for sure. It, yes. Uh, that's all I got for this song. You have any? I have to, I have towards the end. I put five fifty to close, but that might okay. be too long. I think. No, I think um, that'll be. Maybe it's, it's forty seconds. Oh wait, it's two minutes. It's oh. too long. But like, like the dr- okay. I just feel like <laughs> the drums just hit and it just does not let up. Just like at some yeah. point, like you know, like this is a build up. This the sections of this song are building and building, and then there stops, and then they're building and there stops, and then they. Just yes. fucking finish it and just the whole symphony yeah. is flying. The drums are pounding. <laughs> it's fucking dope. drums are just rad there's another punk another punk beat yeah that's what i like about it. it's cool it's very very cool and it's yeah. recorded funny too like that's i think what i was trying to say earlier in this song when you had that like uh-huh. really well very clear drum part at the start and then you finish it off yeah. with this thing where it just sounds like there not only is it you were saying it pulls back because like you're not hitting it with the same sort of clarity but like it feels also just like it's recorded a little shittier on purpose yeah yeah it does sound not cr- not quite as crisp as the, the intro drums. I don't know, that could be the recording. That could be just because there's so much more happening. Sure. Uh, the beginning was, was pretty sparse, but yeah, I like that. I like that. It's not just a straight blast beat. It's like a, just a really fast punk beat. I love the little fill, how it's like a, a roll and then a hella fast mm-hmm. roll after that is really cool. Yeah. Good drumming. If it, I don't know if they have like the same drummer all the time or, Oh, this film was, or this album 
was originally triggered by Hayao Miyazaki's anime film Princess Mononoke. Konama pricks up on the fate of its protagonist and, and at its core deals with the sensation of not belonging, living between worlds, be it city and nature, or the physical and the spiritual one. Hell yeah. Um, Neat. Tree spirit, you know, that that vibe. Yeah. The drummer on this, credited on this album, according to Wikipedia, which is a stalwart source, I actually think that sometimes, is called Winter Halter. Winter that's not Halter. a, that's a, that's gotta be a, a stage name, Danny. Uh, possibly. Possibly. Whoa, there's a picture of him on Discogs with a sword. Winter Halter? Yeah, this is some, that's some fucking metal shit. I like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, okay, he's the drummer of the band. He's always on, in the band. So maybe he's the other guy in the picture of Alcest. Nage and Winter Halter. I don't know how the um, Lanthalos guy is connected, though. I think he's played on some stuff. Dante would know. Is this something that Dante... Uh, so Dante is a huge fan of this band. Word. I was like lightly introduced to the band, the music, not the, the actual band, um, uh, back in like my dimple days. And I wasn't really into it. Like, it, like I said, I was kind of just barely getting into the metal and like this kind of stuff isn't metal necessarily, you know, at least not the stuff that I was kind of getting into back then. And I just thought they were kind of boring. I think it was their, maybe their first full length or something like that. And then just kind of like exchanging music back and forth with Dante, like before we even started doing the podcasts mm-hmm. and stuff, um, we would always just send each other bands and he sent them to me and I've decided to give him another listen. And I was at the point in my life where I was into music like this. And so it like finally clicked with me and I was like, Oh my God, I fucking love this. Except for their album shelter is it, I don't really like that one. Yeah. I noticed that there was nothing from that on this here list. Yeah. He was doing, he went, I don't know. He was doing something a little different on that album and it's doesn't quite, doesn't quite hit the same as, as all the other stuff. Word. Yeah. Well, that was good. That's a good song. Yeah. Do we, we got, I like, we got to move on, I think, no? Yeah, we do. Let's, um, let's see. This is from 2012. Les Voyages de Léam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Danny's the album. Cheering yourself on. I love it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one's. <laughs> This one is uh, inspired uh, by the, uh, what is it called? Fuck, 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 fuck. What is it called when one show, oh, spinoff. Uh, this is a song about the spinoff to, uh, from the show Cheers. It's Frasier's <laughs> De Bonds. I wonder what Fraser's demand is. I don't know. Let's. He wants let's like two, he demands two beers. And... <laughs> Fraser demands you go to therapy. It's a spinoff of the show Cheers before the spinoff <laughs> known as Fraser came around. It's the inner the one in between when Fraser went to uh, went to Paris for, for a season. <laughs> 
he got really into smoking and went <laughs> he, to Paris. He just sits on the river and smokes cigarettes. I dig on that. Makers of the worlds. Is our English is what, translation, no? Is our English <clears throat> translation. Yeah. Um, the album Le Voyage de Laime is the journeys of the soul. Uh, I like, dude, fucking fantasy metal guys. Like, what the fuck are they talking about? Like, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I fucking love it. Makers of worlds. I mean, like, that's a lot of things like. That could be a god, that could be a mom, that could be, um, mm-hmm. uh, who knows what the fuck a maker of the world is. Or it could be a game master, for example. Sure, Dun- yeah. Fucking love it. Frasier's, mm-hmm. it could be Frasier, he creates worlds. It could be Frasier, he's got his own little world up there in Seattle. Hell yeah. I've been watching that, the, the shows every, every so often I'll pop that oh, on yeah. and... <laughs> I fucking love it. Niles and Frasier dress so well, like I just really want to dress like those dudes. I bet you this guy Nige, uh, what's his name again? Nige, Nige. I I always pronounce it Nige. I don't. I, Nige. I have no idea if it's correct or not. Stephanie Pout, professionally known as Nige, Nige. Um, probably really like like inspired by Niles. That's why uh, he goes oh, by this. this is the oh, French version. that's where he got his name. Yeah, it's the French version. Yeah. Um, definitely looks a lot like him too. So uh-huh, it's interesting. Uh-huh. Not to confuse anybody, but man, this whole band is just a concept, a concept band of Fraser. Fraser, yeah, Alcest. Alcest. If you say Alcest backwards, it sounds like this. Fraser. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's real weird. Um. Uh. Okay. So- <laughs> I, so this kicks off with a drum beat. The other one did not, right? So it's the second song, and mm-hmm. it was really distinct to me. This, um, if I'm going with vibes, this is a song that you that you listen to in a car that's not a convertible. It's probably a Ford Bronco, and you're driving okay. down a road, maybe a levee road in the Delta, or maybe you're driving in that section of five, like in uh, in between like the Chico Redding area where it's just sort of like mm-hmm. fucking hell where am I and you're like bam 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 like just like cruising down the road with your hair yeah, yeah. hair flying out the window or some shit okay okay windows down for sure windows down for sure it's got a heavy okay. heavy beat at the top and that little guitar like twirl where it's like oh shit yeah. I, you do it you've got it in your mind right now that okay. that twirl you love that shit i'm a i'm gonna twirl it real quick Yeah, yeah. It kind of like way. I don't know. It does this. It does like it does this motion with with itself. Yeah, totally. It's a trancey thing. Back and forth. It's it's very medieval sounding to mm-hmm. me. I I imagine you're going down that that stretch of five, but you're on a horse. You're on a horse. Hell yeah. I guess I guess being in a bronco is appropriate. Yeah, it could be. But yeah, it's very medieval, like prepping for battle, kind of shit oh, dude i did not think you are fucking right like i did not think about damn it i think we need to stop now and come back again <laughs> at another point as i've as i tune I into to this listen to this and just think about lord of the rings or That's, robin hood prince of thieves with kevin sure, costner sure. which is fine because i haven't watched lord of the rings sorry what i know i haven't watched star wars either it's a fucking May the 4th is the most embarrassing holiday for me. It's just so hard yeah. to, it's so hard to live in this world and to be Star Wars free, you know, just like to have not, to not have, 
not to have been able to avoid that, that drug. Is that your version of straight edge? <laughs> That's actually what, what, I, edge. what, well, I was straight edge for the longest time. And then when I decided to have my first beer, I committed myself to never getting involved with star Wars <laughs> as a compromise. So yeah. it's been in, it's been a journey, Danny. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, have you read Lord of the Rings? No, no, no. I'm not a reader. Like I read books actually now. I read, that's stupid. I read a lot now, but like I started hey, reading library. Come on. I know. I started reading when I was like 27. Yeah. You know, like I'm just like, and then like content, mostly contemporary stuff. Cause I feel like a librarian should be able to point a patron. Yes. I know about Lord of the Rings. I know the concept mm-hmm. of the story. I also know like, it's one of those books that has um, its entry points center on like really beautiful language, but strong character development with good setting and a Mm -hmm. actual paced plot. That's really great. So it's one of the few books out there that like most readers can get into. So I know these sorts of things like enough to like, to put that, to meet that, to let that book meet its reader. Um, But realistically, like librarians tend not to have to sell a book like Lord of the Rings because people know it. They come in and ask for it specifically. What we, what I think we can do, what, where we are an asset to the reading community is to be able to say like, you love Lord of the Rings. We'll check out this, this new title right here. That's kind of got this vibe or for this reason, I think you'll like this book. And so like, I feel like when I started reading and deciding that I want to be a librarian, like I was really focused on contemporary shit. Sure. Sure. Basically. But that's, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. Good. Good. I like it. Shit, what was I gonna? That, so that's gonna be our spinoff. That's gonna be our Frasier. Is I make you watch Star Wars uh, <laughs> and Lord of the Rings, and you tie me down and inject Star Wars into my veins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just never come back. Like the next time you see me, I'm literally dressed as Darth Vader and like <laughs> unable to take the mask off. Yeah. All right, I'm down. My life has been good. I'm willing to give it up. Let's go. <laughs> We'll Let's do go. it from from the hot tub. If you if you'll remember, and I think I got these back to Amanda, but y'all gave me like Amanda is appalled that I did not have a Star Wars background. I feel like uh-huh. when she found that out, well, whether you she was them, yeah, whether she was serious or not, she was like, I think she was just like, you know, when somebody says something and they're like, they're like, I've never experienced joy, and you're like, sure what <laughs> that's yeah, weird yeah, yeah. like i feel like that's what amanda felt when i was like i've never watched that shit she and then she gave me your dvd set and then it yeah. sat in a drawer for like two years <laughs> it was, you had it for a long time a fucking long time but i had other <laughs> things to watch like frazier for example like very <laughs> important television to view and you know i didn't get around to it and I feel like those are DVDs that are like pretty hard to get. Like it's a rare set, isn't it? Or is there something nice it, about them? It's a rare set, <laughs> yeah, because it it's got the bonus disc that has the. Uh, anyway, it's a rare. I'm not going to get fucking started talking about dumbass Star Wars prints and stuff. Like, okay. <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, okay, yeah, <laughs> we got timestamps here, man. What are we talking about? <laughs> I, but, but you should go look at that rare disc. Cause I took a, I took a pocket knife and just did a oh, okay. slash right down the middle of it, um, for you. Like sick, <laughs> sick. just like it's yours is, um, it's like a signed book or something like that. Yours, you can sell it on eBay as like, it, it doesn't function anymore because, um, I scratched it and people will be like, uh-huh. Oh fuck, that's the version I was looking for. 
and they'll pay you amazing. <laughs> I was looking for the version I can't watch. watch. They'll pay you a lot of money for that shit, you know. <laughs> but it's got the art postcard in it, so it's worth it. Uh, hell yeah. Can I restructure? So the horse is a good one. The medieval vibe is really good for the song. Uh-huh, but what uh-huh. if what if Nige, uh was writing a segue with his hair like flowing Job? back? <laughs> like Joe Bluth? <laughs> yes, that's right. Like Joe Bluth. But with his hair, with the long yeah, hair. Yeah, and down a dirt trail in the backwoods <laughs> and like a friar is chasing after him. Only, only, only if he's wearing wraparound shades. Like Oakley's? Yes. 100%. From the ones that come from the top, like um, from that Taking <laughs> no, Back like Sunday. Flavor Flav. Flav and Taking Back Sunday? No, I'm thinking fucking, not Flavor Flav, Flavor Town, uh, Guy Fieri. Hell yeah, all right. Um, okay, I'm dude, Elsass, I'm sorry. We're, we're getting a little <laughs> off, we're getting a little off topic here. Can we do 28 seconds? Did we yeah, already we do sure that? Can. 28. That's yeah, good. dude, That's that good. that fucking scream vibe. Like he's on his Segway or whatever, and he's flying down the road, and a fucking Death Eater just comes around to the second, or like <laughs> something comes up and just like fucking starts screaming, and it's so yeah. good. And then the yeah. vibes to like, but like he's just like kind of stoned and just like keeps riding along. And he's like, <laughs> hell like, yeah, man. man! It's so good because the back the back part doesn't change. It's just like yeah. fucking throw the uh, dope section, <laughs> dope part. I love it. I absolutely love it. I'm going to not be able to think about uh, him on a Segway or not think about that. Um, I don't I don't have anything till 222. I have 220, so that's perfect. Again, okay, we're cool. eating each other's ice cream. Yeah. Very cool part, cool drum beat, cool tremolo lead thingy yeah. happening. That's the tremolo. That's the word for that. Yeah, that's yeah. tight. That's cool to hear. The drum, like, is it me or is he got that punk vibe and then he like changes the pace or like something happens in there? Like it stops and then it does something else. Like what's going yeah, on? Yeah, there? yeah, yeah. He kind of ch- switches it up a little bit. It's pretty tight. Yeah, it's a good like, drummer. Yeah, for sure. Um, Mr. Winter, Winter Man. Wait a second, Winter Halter. Winter Halter. That's like. <laughs> Dude. It's a halter top, but it's furry to I keep just, you warm. I cannot imagine. There are so many ways that we could like, t- what the hell? <laughs> I don't know. It's oh, like, it. it's so this is a, a term that can like, could potentially, I don't know. Maybe I should look this up if it's actually been used in German, but like the, the two words work in German together and you know how it's a language yeah, yeah, that yeah. smushes everything together. But like, uh, like if, when I think of, Winterhalter, which would be pronounced Winterhalter, like it's like somebody who like like a snow globe encapsulates the cold winter Ooh, yeah. that like is there. Like so, uh, like this idea of like the ha- the halter is like keeping winter, like somebody who just like k- keeps that cold shit around them all the damn time. <laughs> it's a co- I I feel like it's got to be an alias, and that's got to be what that person's going for. So yeah, yeah. Halt, oh, like halting winter. 
Yeah, and in essence, but like halter, like I mean halter. To- what is a halter top? Tell me what that is I, in English. I can't. Halter, isn't a halter top where like it's uh, the straps instead of going like this, they go up and around your neck like that. Yeah, holding there. Like when I think of halter, the German tense would yeah, like a keeper or a, like something that retains something. Like mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. That's it. It's something like that. I don't know. Okay. He's okay. somebody who maintains winter vibes all year round, basically, and maintains a good beat as well. Yeah, fuck yeah, I can maintain a good beat. And like I think like what I think of that. Why I asked about that switch, if I was hearing that right, is like the the punk beat. It's great, and we're both loving it, but we're also, like, dudes who, like, listen to that music, and we're like, yeah, there's the punk beat, but it's not something that's necessarily, like, a symbol of skill always, because, like, a punk beat is oftentimes, like, a simple beat, I guess. It's fast, but simple. But, like, to do that beat at that pace, and then stop, and then do it in a different way, and Mm -hmm. it's it's similar, is like him being like, fucking hell, I know what I'm doing. Instead, you know, I know know so much. But I'll raise you one or something. Level it up. Yeah, it's fucking dope. <laughs> what What's next for you? Uh, mine's three forty five. That's before me because I get into the the ride of the cowboy at four fifteen. Ooh, ride of the cowboy. Yeah. I like that. I like that it's a build and it kind of fakes you out. Like they're building, 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 and then it goes into this cool, like reverby guitar part for a little bit, and then it gets a cool fucking uh, uh, horsey beat. Is that what you said? That's not at all what you said. No, no. <laughs> cowboy I feel, something. I think that 415 has a little bit of a cowboy ride vibe to it that okay. I really dig. Okay. But I think, like, when I was like, I wonder what it's like to play this music live, like this full song right here, the Frasier's Demones. Like uh, you're experiencing a lot. You have a lot of different parts. It's probably actually really hard, right? Because you have a lot of different things you have to keep together throughout a song. It doesn't necessarily, it builds off of itself, but it's not repeating very often. And just like, it's a lot to remember. But these moments, I wonder if it's just like you've been, maybe you've been screaming a lot and you've been moving a lot. And then you have this moment where you're just cool down and you have this like simple thing and you're just like, it feels like a nice little lean into it. Like you just feel chill for a second yeah yeah it's dope yeah those those kind of parts uh i mean my my band is is nowhere near as good as this or anything like that but we do play longer songs uh 10 15 minutes uh hell yeah and those parts where it's just kind of a break for a little bit and everything kind of slows down is always kind of a nice little break in the where i'm not having to like strum 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 or anything like that is that where you look at the crowd and see that i try not to personally there's one one time i looked out into the crowd Uh, i was playing and i looked over into the crowd i made eye contact with a guy who gave me like a sour look i immediately made a mistake and missed the part where i was supposed to start doing my screaming so yeah I, i don't look at the audience i tend to look down uh, or out into the, we use a lot of fog too. So like you can't really see anyone I, that much. I'm hearing about your band pretty much for the first time. This is tight as fuck. Like I knew yeah. you had a band, but that sounds great. <laughs> <Holy shit. laughs> yeah. I, I, I tend to just kind of like look out 
there or just like pay attention to my guitar and stuff. And then I see footage of me playing like a, uh, like a video or, or a picture or something. And I'm like, I just look like I'm hunched over. Like I'm, I gotta like get into this shit, man. Yeah. Presence is important. Although if it's nervous. a long 12, 12 minute songs, like the, the whole shoegaze vibe, right. Just describing mm-hmm. what the audience is doing. Right. Like, yeah. So it doesn't matter. Like you, not that you're playing any sort of gaze black or shoe or otherwise, but like, <laughs> I feel like you can trust that a song, a band who's playing a 12, 15 minute song has an audience that isn't sort of expecting you to be fucking Billy Joel Armstrong up there or some shit. Like you, like <laughs> yeah, that would yeah, actually yeah. be pretty fucking weird if you that were doing that. Fucking rad. <laughs> <laughs> Just constant. Like you're that. Yeah. Never mind. We don't need to talk about it. <laughs> we'll wait for our Green Day tribute episode. <laughs> yeah. One of these days. Let's see. What did I just play? I played. No, I haven't played your timestamp yet. Let's do 415. cowboy like it's got a little bit of cowboy riding off i mean you had mentioned that this is a horse song so that kind of plays into it also like as that played on i had green day on the mind so i was thinking this reminds me also a little bit of uh time of your time of life (laughs) (laughs) yep yeah which is pretty sick i like that i if it i've wrote down here that it like plays into like a little soft spot yeah around the end of this and then pushes towards 548 which like is my next timestamp but like i know that it's like a minute and 40 seconds difference but like um it's building up into like a fucking dope ass yeah 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 what's a what's like an crescendo or some shit like that i don't even know what that means but i'm gonna say it five what'd you say 48 548 yeah okay let's play some of that those fucking drum rolls like how do you do Uh, that (laughs) i i love that it comes kind of like out of nowhere they're doing this this like dreamy it almost it almost makes me think of smashing pumpkins a little bit Uh obviously not the vocals but uh it's got this like dreamy thing going on and it's got the cool like like guitar lead and then all of a sudden blast beat oh yeah i love it I don't know, like, who thought to do a blast beat with a drum roll that fast and just, like, it's just so fucking weird and sounds so good and just, like, exhausting. can only yeah. be exhausting. I don't but. I don't know how people can do blast beats. It's fucking, it's, it's so cool to watch. Uh, if, if I were more of a true metalhead, I could tell you who started doing the blast beat. I feel like I used to know, but... 
No, I don't remember. Who started the blast beat? Yeah, there's um, a um, it's on YouTube. We were talking about music documentaries. I, I haven't watched the whole thing, but there's a um, a grindcore <clears throat> napalm uh, death. Fuck yeah, it's that's what you're talking about, right? Maybe, could be. But there's a grindcore uh, documentary on YouTube, uh, and I think they do talk about talk to napalm death because they were like one er, super super early on, one of the first. And they might have started doing the blast beat. I can't remember who. Totally, they bring that shit. Because yeah. they also have like thrashy vibes to some degree yeah, yeah, too. Yeah. But they also they like really like it feels like a later iteration of that band like was just like fucking doing it right. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's so cool. I'm glad you like that one. It's interesting that so as we conclude the only the second song, dude, Danny. This is an episode for the ages right here. It is. It's from Les Voyages de la de Lame mm-hmm. and. Um, you took two songs from Journeys of the Soul. I did. On this playlist. And both of them, they're my favorites, these two. Okay. I think it's, this this album, how is this album? It's really fucking, I mean, all of their albums, except for that one, are <laughs> really fucking good. This one, the next one about the moon, and then uh, Kadama are my top three. I think Kadama takes the, takes the lead for me. But they're good. They're just all such a fucking vibe. And you can just uh, put it in your CD player and go drive around the levee or whatever. Well, CD players and cars are few and far between these days, I man. I know, I know. The car that Shannon and I have, a Ford Fiesta 2015, it's got a CD player. It's pretty sick. Of course it does. Yeah, it's a it's stick good. shift, too. It's a so Fiesta in there. It's a fucking Fiesta in there. And like that <laughs> shit, it has like lights that change color that down in the uh, foot buckets of the car. Whoa. So you can have like red or purple or blue or green Dude. or yellow. Fucking awesome, man. Like it's so cool. Wow. Anyways. <laughs> okay. What, we're, we're moving on to um, a song called Eclat de Lune Part t- d- uh How do you say do in t- do? Do. do 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 how do you say do in in french i guess i had it i speak french <laughs> Eclair la lune part du <laughs> So this song kicks off with your everyone's heard it, but like the ocean waves, right? So yeah, some waves and then some <clears throat> some fucking blasty blast eventually. Some blasty blasts, yeah, at f- like about fifty seconds. Yeah, I thought I I tried to vibe on this one as sort of like a surfing song or like a oh, surfer, sure. a morning surf. Like you're in the water, yeah. you know, surfers sit on the board and they kind of just mm-hmm. chill out there. Yeah. So like, let's imagine you're like floating in the surf, waiting with the sun sort of as it rises at your back. And instead of a wetsuit, you're wearing a long silk, white silk gown wetsuit. Like it's very Whoa. fancy. You've got a hood on and you're sitting with a glass of wine. You maybe uh-huh. just recently got divorced or broken up with. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And, um, okay. It's got to be at the night too, because this one's about like the moon. So yeah, you're it's sitting out there at night. Oh, I did say the sun at my back coming up. So, you got yeah, the okay, moon you're right. At your back. Moon at the back coming rise, r- full full moon at the back. That's even yeah. better. Dang, yeah. 
That's good. You got some wine and cheese out there, maybe some crackers on a surfboard. On your surfboard. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully a plate. (laughs) The board is the plate. (laughs) Some soggy crackers. It'd be cool if you could pick the plate up, though, when the wave hits and you're riding the wave and you're like eating cheese. (laughs) It's very French vibe actually like let's let's be let's be stereotypical here so so when it gets all like metal and blast beat and stuff is that like a shark or a wave or that's the wave i would imagine like because that like i put 47 or 53 seconds or something like it's just super metal yeah i think that's yeah you're behind you comes the wave and you stand up and you grab your plate and you're on your board (laughs) and you're you're balancing like you would on the surfboard with your glass of wine maybe you've thrown the wine because you've given up drinking and yeah that's a lot it's a lot of vibe (laughs) it is a lot i love it let's hear something here i'm gonna play from 46 seconds here So rad. It's really good. It's really, so really rad. good. Yeah, so you're floating around, and then when the blast beat starts, that's like the fucking, that's the big wave that like you're riding through, and it's like all around you. But, but you maybe can't you see still got it. the wine. Yeah, you still got the wine. Take a sip. Sipping as you're going through there. Yeah, because like in a surfboard, like you don't need your hands for anything. It's true. Except for balance. And balance. you can balance you could, with a tray. Like that, and then just every once in a while. Or what is a, shir- a long straw? A long straw. I don't, dude, this is a thing. Like, I don't drink wine, but I don't think you are supposed to drink alcohol with straws. You're probably not supposed to drink it on a surfboard either, but yeah, this is our world. <laughs> Fucking hell. <it's> so- <laughs> yeah, with a straw, but one of those spinny straws yeah, like, yeah, that, a yeah. ch- that a child uses. <laughs> yeah. With your chartery board or whatever that thing's called. <laughs> Chartu- what is it? Chart- Char- chartreuse. Chartreuse board in your other hand. We. Some- uh, this is our world. We are the Frasers de Mons. Frasers de Mons. <laughs> and the. Uh, yeah, it has some strawberries, some brie, <laughs> some jam, and an olive. <laughs> but yeah, it's. Love the blast beat. Love the guitar lead there. I like that it just kind of like it's all. S- smooth and oceany and then all of a sudden it's just yeah absolutely it's very cool it's a cool build up it plays into this like this fantasy dream like like mood that this dude's setting all the time and like you could see like from a fantasy perspective like a calm before the storm and like that calm is symbolized by this wave that's happening in the beginning it's like fucking dope totally and then it switches to like a gallopy thing at 115 let's listen to some gallop there's like What's the tap? What's the drum tap that's taking place there? What's what part of the? What's what are they doing to do that? The like bell thingy that's happening. Yeah, is it just a bell? It's not a cow bell or some shit. No, like, it's, it's just... like the the ride symbol. If you hit the the like top of it, it that's called the bell, and it makes that ding 
dings. How easy is it to hit that in the middle of playing? Like, it seems like you'd have to be far more accurate with your stick to nail that. Uh, It's not hard. You just got to angle a little different. Hmm. So instead of going like this, you'd be going like that. Mm -hmm. I think. I'm not a drummer. Well, could have fooled me. (laughs) The mouthing of that drum beat was, was perfect. Yeah, it was as if I was listening to the actual song. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love that the bell hit there, though. It's, I don't know, it's really cool. I don't, I usually don't like it when it's that constant. A lot of times I like it when it's just subtle, like for a minute or just like a tap, ting, ting, ting kind of thing. Um, but for some, I think I like it because it kind of sets the, the gallop or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like it. Yeah, ditto. I had that same... My my timestamp was was there. I dig on okay. that shit, but yeah, I don't have anything else till three thirteen. Let's get to that. Okay, this part is sick. My notes are so cool. halftime drum and then the, that palm mute guitar comes in eventually yeah the palm mute is palm mute is unexpected like it's a surprise moment yeah 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 but it's definitely like a headbanger that, that first part's a real headbanger hell yeah <clears throat> definitely yeah oh it's good stuff yeah totally i agree it doesn't sound hard but i don't think i could play it it's too constant is that a, i don't know what that why would that be harder like just keeping I would, I, I would get, uh, my hand would get lost. You would lose the, you would lose the, I would, yeah, I would end up rhythm. hitting the wrong string or yeah, losing the rhythm of it. It's too rhythmic mm-hmm. for me. I would probably get lost. I'd have to practice it a lot. Yeah. I'm sure that they do as well though. So, so no, no he does. He this just, just comes naturally. They just start playing. He refused. He refused to they practice. Refuse to practice. Or write songs this is actually a jam band. Yeah. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> That's fascinating. I didn't realize that it was a jam band until you said that. (laughs) They're absolutely a jam band. All of this is improv. They've never played it the exact same way twice. No, no, no. (laughs) And yeah, that's interesting. Also, yeah, we're the only ones who have this in this recording. There's just one per iPhone. Mine's different than yours. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's a good song. I I like it less than the previous one. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. Like, I feel like... Some to some degree, there's a discussion for me at least. Like having spent a couple weeks listening to this off and on, yeah, this this song doesn't stand out in the same way. Like except for that, it starts off with that that water part. Like when that would come on, I'd be like, oh, okay, we're heading into that one. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, yeah, I can't tell. I can't necessarily tell why. Although that mosher part right there is definitely a standout. Yeah. But you're just not much of a surfer, so you. Yeah, I mean, I've I never tried. You know, like I'm like I'm. I'm like you. I'm not gonna be out. I'm not gonna be out on the ocean. No, no, no way. No way. Next timestamp is four twenty. Uh, what do we've got here? We got some neat bass stuff happening. Mm-hmm. 
What do you like about that bass line? I don't know. It just, I feel like they don't let the bass stand out that often. Yeah. It's the first time it's been mentioned actually. Yeah. And so it, it, it just, it's, it's something I never really noticed before, but, uh, I tend to notice new things as I'm sitting here, like focusing on these songs. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's cool. It's, it's a little different. It's almost like a new order kind of bass line where they're playing really high up on the neck. Um, I think there might even be a little bit of chorus on on there as well. But yeah, I don't know. It just stood out. It's not something I'm used to hearing stand out that much in an Alsace song. Uh, it does get kind of buried behind the guitar as well because there's so much happening during that part. But when you really listen closely, you can hear it. And it it's, I don't know, it's a nice change. Yeah, it's true. I wonder some, to what degree, like this, this Nijin Winterhalter you have a drummer and you have a person who says guitars but i wonder like i'm curious to know if like a, a person who like like this dude who like obviously focuses on the guitar the guitar mm-hmm. like how much does how much does do you find that like the bass might suffer a little bit in his writing or do you think that he overall is pulling it maybe up? or would it be better if a person was dedicated to that instrument in the writing of the songs I would say pretty much always it's going to be better if you have a dedicated person on that specific instrument. I think guitar is probably his main thing and what really stands out for the most part. So I don't know. I don't know if he's recording the bass on these albums. I guess in the live videos there is a bass player. Um but yeah, I the think album, the bass kind of takes a backseat in this band a bit. For sure. The album credits put him as guitar, as guitars, plural. Guitars, yeah. And I think that could mean... Bass guitar. Yeah, because there's no one credited with bass. Mm-hmm. No, he is, excuse me, lead and backing vocals, guitars, bass, keyboards, as okay. an example, would be Nige. And then Winterhalter is just... He just comes drums. in the studio and he's like, go to the drum set. Yeah, yeah. And then that guy does a grunt. He's like, ugh. And then he goes to the drum set. <laughs> he plops down. I love it. I love it. Always always frozen in the winter. <laughs> always frozen in winter. <laughs> he has to they have to warm him up a little bit so he can loosen up to play the drums. <laughs> yeah. Which is like two guys just shaking his arms. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Don't want to disrespect Winterhalter. He's gonna come at me. Yeah, yeah he is. <laughs> <laughs> fucking californians <laughs> yeah he'd try to come after us but it's too sunny out here it'd yeah, probably yeah, melt true. or something it's like true. that it's a good thing you don't live in washington anymore anybody yeah, it doesn't really yeah true it doesn't really snow there anymore either and you know winterhalter can't leave the yeah the snow so he's gonna stay in snowy france for i mean snowy i'm sure france. it snows somewhere there for sure that coastal side on the south end yeah. there it's <laughs> the, the Med- snowy mediterranean <laughs> France. <laughs> um, right. What else you got, buddy? Anything? I'm I'm good on this one. I think. Uh, 
I got two more parts. Let's pick one of them. One of them, my timestamp says so dreamy, and the other one says pretty. So they're synonyms. Synonyms. Let's go with pretty. I want to see what okay. you think pretty is. We can do both too. What's that? Five forty-seven. We can do both too. No, let's do one. I think I like the voice into that and then the just kind of picking through that guitar part. I would disagree with you on the voice. I guess I don't dislike it, but I feel like to some degree, like I could take that part without the voice. Hmm. And it's an unusual it's an unusual version of Nige's voice. Like yeah. it's very soft. Yeah, it's it's one of those I think it's one of the moments where I was like, huh? Yeah, Another yeah, variation, yeah. right? Okay. So maybe okay. I just need to hear it more. Sure, sure, sure. Hear more of it. Okay. Ca- ca- caught me off guard. But I do think that 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 guitar, uh, the guitar part, and I'm noticing now every single time we play a segment, it's just a head nodder. We're both mm-hmm. just immediately nodding your heads. Yeah, that's the vibe you get in. It's a fucking dope vibe. You, you do this slow head nod, and then every once in a while, a blast beat happens, and you're like, "Hell yeah!" All right, let's move it on to 2019, their most recent release. Uh, really hoping for another album sometime. Come on, Nage, get on it. Uh, spiritual instinct uh this was the one i was trying to think of a, a fun little way to to do it but uh, i couldn't think of a whole thing but thinking of uh seeing the the beach boys i think if you if you see the brian wilson version version of the beach boys you get to see al jardine play with him but if you see the mike love version of the beach boys i think you get less jardines de minute Oh shit. Dude, that took me a second. You, whoa. I think we need a moment of silence for that joke. <laughs> yeah, that, that needs a moment of silence. It's so good. Oh, so dumb. Um Lace Jardines, Les Jardins of Day Minute. Yeah. <laughs> the Midnight Gardens. Um the Gardens of Midnight, I guess is oh, how is that, that was translated that means? right okay. there. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, Jar- okay. Yeah. From an album with an English title, Spiritual Instinct, mm-hmm. which is a very unattractive album title, by the <laughs> way. Like, I do not get it, and I don't like it. Um, and I also have to say, like, I don't think I've ever done this to you, Danny, but this is like a song where I'm like, I'm like, this is a weak song. I'm not as huge, I'm not huge on it. Um, do you like this one? I, I do like this one. This is Obviously the album like I go back like. to the least, though. Okay. Like, as a whole. It's a, it's a little less dreamy of an album. It definitely like I think I'm I'm not sure what it is and maybe when we play a section it'll come back to me I don't know why I wrote that here and then right after that I was like this is a video game song it just mm. really feels like Link is on the attack okay. like there's a fantasy element to it that like a video game fantasy element to, to it that maybe it just sounded a little less uh, yeah I don't know but let's check it okay. out let's because it's got that it's got a really fun intro it does have a good intro let's play some of that get some Al Jardine going here. Yeah, Al Jardine. 
Super bass, right? We hadn't been talking about the bass. <clears throat> Does that for a long time. Yeah, which is jarring and good. Like, it's cool. It's, it's cool. I like the kind of dissonance of it. I love the tone of the bass. It's very, like, hardcore bass. Like, for a yeah. second there, you think there's going to be, like, a pit picking up change. Is there a pit at a at a show like this? I, I would say no. Okay. Um, at no moment. Maybe. Even, like, people gaze and then they just beat each other up and then they gaze again? Maybe. Or? I don't know. I've, I mean, I've never seen them live, so who's to say? I, I just can't imagine people, like, moshing to this kind of metal. Yeah, ditto. I guess you're right. Except but, for that intro point where they start to, like, clear it out yeah, yeah, a yeah. little bit. <clears throat> but who knows? It could be. They should come back to America so I can probably have to drive to San Francisco to see them. Most certainly, yeah. Yeah, I doubt they would Most come to Sacramento. Yeah. Um. Can, so like I've got like notes like at fi- he's singing a little bit at 57 seconds okay. and then at 29 it gets metal with like I think it's like the symbols like the symbols are wild and awesome in that si- that situation that's really fun. It's at around two minutes where I'm sort of like oh what? okay let's you said the first one was 50 57 57 okay. Dude, Caven Jupiter is what this is. What's that? It sounds like Caven's Jupiter all of a sudden. Oh, like just, sure. That, that's that guitar, the like yeah. super high-pitched guitar, totally sounds like Caven. Dude, I'm rethinking this song a little bit. That's dope. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Go put, it, go put it back on. Okay. That's good. pretty good that's pretty good i love the like the long it's like pretty but then it's got that that cave-in guitar that sounds like a little like off-putting in your ear and then just kind of like drops out and then throws you into a blast beat it's funny to organize a song like that like this is obviously like lots of parts yeah. like there's lots of different sections of a song like to think like i'm gonna do this and then i'm gonna drop it literally stops the sound stops and then go into this entirely different sort of i, I don't know i'm, I'm curious like, if this if this uh songwriting method involves a whiteboard or if this <clears throat> songwriting method involves sheet music i'm curious like what kind of what kind of guy nature oh, is. sheet music would be interesting yeah yeah, I'm I'm definitely more of the whiteboard uh kind of songwriter. Hmm. I bet I bet you he's a sheet music kind of guy. Do you want me to keep going on that? Take it to can you skip ahead to one fifty seven? Sure. Yeah, I think I don't know if it's victim of 
just video games being really prominent and uh-huh. like music being really good in video games and not so <laughs> computerized anymore. But that to me sounds like a, that, that section is weird to me. Huh. I don't know why. Oh, I love that riff. It's a cool riff. Is it still cave in to you? Does it still give you a little bit? Yeah. Rush? Actually, now that it, now that it kind of kicked in that at the beginning, I hadn't thought about it yeah. until we were listening to it there, but it does have that. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, Cause the, the bass is a little chuggy. Yeah. In yeah, this yeah. Song. yeah. This album is a little, maybe heavier, I think than previous records. There's definitely some, some good songs on it though. Although maybe not for Nate. I didn't say I didn't like the song. It's of the five, the one that yeah. I found. Okay, sure, sure. At least, but I got to check. I got to check it out from a diff, from that different perspective, yeah, I guess. I yeah. just hadn't been, I hadn't clicked yet. I do say that I like a part of, where are your timestamps? Uh, I don't have anything like else my, now till 340, so. <clears throat> okay, four is my next and last one. Okay, I'll play 340 and then just pass four minutes a little bit. like that vocal track yeah it's a better it's better singing than we've seen before and it is again it's got a little bit of a Stephen brodsky like vibe in that sense totally like a, totally yeah man i've never even thought of that before that's cool i dig it uh, i i really like the drum beat in the part ahead of that kind of like it's doing the straight pretty straight ahead beat but it's throwing in those extra hits on the snare very good snare work and yeah the singing is cool i like that it starts with like the scream and the sing at the same time yeah Totally. It's pretty cool that he can do that with his voice at the same yeah, time to yeah. do both the scream and the sing at the same time. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it's otherworldly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have one last note for okay. the song, and it's the very ending, maybe the last three or four seconds. Okay. Do you have a timestamp? Do you have any? Oh, okay. This is where I got to the point where um, I, for some reason, just stopped taking notes because you you got lost in the trance of the music. That's a, I'll play the last 10 seconds. Is that okay? Okay. Yeah, let's see if it... I don't remember why, but I have the note there. Okay. That's why. Sick. I <laughs> love that <laughs> shit. Ended it with the little riff. It's like, yeah, hell yeah, that's so good. That's all I got. It's fucking awesome. It's a very, like, heavy metal riff. Yeah. Like, I could see, like that being a Judas Priest riff or something like that. Totally. And it's also like, I've been playing for nine minutes right now and I just don't think I've proven to you <laughs> just how good my guitar is. Yeah. So like, I know it's faded out. I know we're done, but Hey, check this out. It's fucking cool. So extra. Like it's so cool. Yeah. That's, that's my favorite part of that song. All right. Uh, well, let's move on to our last song back to the, the voyages of the lamb from 2012, uh, Dante's, uh, unofficial pick. 
because he I know he loves this song a lot, so I, I'm dedicating this one to him. Uh, I believe it's pronounced Sumer's <laughs> Glore. Sumer's Glore. Sumer's, Sumer's Glore. Yeah. love summer like i love it it's all about i mean i don't know even sacramento summer yeah hell yeah i like a like sacramento summer is like at like 8 45 i can just take a nice cool walk through the neighborhood oftentimes like you know it'll be like what version of sacramento do you live in it's not fucking 100 degrees at at like 9 30 usually is it okay let's say like six or seven days a year it's that hot at that time of the day that sucks those heat strike those heat streaks suck but like by and large it's hot here you're right but we have nice cool after we have nice cool evenings and i fucking love it just totally dig it um so yeah all of the glory that is sacramento summer is what this song is about i love this song good it's a really fucking good song it's like the smashing pumpkins and hum had a, a little french baby it's interesting you say that because I got, especially from the beginning, I'm going to play the beginning of this. Okay. That's my timestamp. Um, and it's Dinosaur Jr. vibes is really, oh. what I think, what it is. Like, it's interesting because, like, that band's super influential, I would imagine, uh-huh. also on both Hum and... I don't know about Billy Corgan. I don't, that guy's a weirdo. I'm not sure what he was listening to sure, in the sure. in the 80s, but it's to me, it's like a I can just hear Jay M- M- Mascus. I yeah. think is that guy's. I've never heard anyone say it. Like just his voice just come right on in. And I I think actually that Nij does that a little bit oh, when he enters okay. the track. Not that he's actually making that reference, but it definitely gives me oh. that vibe, and I fucking love it. Maybe. But yeah, they're such a big band. I've never really listened to them much. But I know they're like super influential on like the kind of like slower, doomy metal stuff. I would not be surprised if there's some influence there. Could be. Hum is that vibe though yeah, too. Yeah, like yeah. I, fuck, I, sure. I feel what you're saying there. It's such a cool, you're just like, to me, this is a, the mood is uh, a bathtub. Uh-huh. Um, maybe you're high. I know you're not. No. I also don't, I also don't indulge. But you put your headphones on to the song yeah. and you've got like a maybe a like maybe a little love story floating in your head yeah. as you relax on back. That's a, it's chill. It's a slacker song. It's a slacker song for sure. For sure. Yeah. It's it's just very pretty throughout. Pretty much like pick any time in this. I picked one timestamp for this song, but it's kind of just it's one of those like I think there was a uh Maybe a Garrison song that you were like, the song is the timestamp. Yeah. Because it's fucking good. Just listen to it. You said you only had that one at the beginning? I have another one at 57 seconds. Okay. If you, is it before yours? Uh, yeah, that is before mine.
try and send you a Dinosaur Jr. song that I'm thinking of in this moment, okay. but I, get, I, I don't know what that dude's doing with his voice because it's like, I'm, I'm like, what are you, um, like, um, I know you've done this on the podcast before where you like, we'll put a song, I think you did it with a Fugazi reference recently, actually. He has a, tw- he does purposely a twang. Uh-huh. He considers himself like a, I mean, he wanted to be like a country punk, country punk guy, but like, I feel like that vibe, that chill vibe. And then even the soft way that this dude is singing on summer's glory. Uh-huh. is just super referential of this dude's <laughs> fucking approach. It's like pretty wild. Huh? Huh? You should give me a uh, five dinosaur junior songs. I will give you two dinosaur junior songs. Okay. Okay. Are those the only two you like? No, I'm sure. <laughs> they have so many. They have so many fucking albums. Yeah, they do have it's a lot really hard. <clears throat> I think I have listened to maybe like a really early one, and obviously the like the hit from the '90s. What was that? Feel the pain. Uh, feel the pain. Yeah. yeah, with a little wine cork pop at the beginning. Yeah, and then uh, they're like their comeback album because they were gone for a long time or something, and then they came back. Beyond. Yeah. That's the one that I was just pulling tracks oh, from. Okay. I fucking love that. It's definitely like. Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's, they, yeah, it rules. Yeah. It's, it, it's one of those things where, like with Braid, like you were just talking about Braid, mm-hmm. Dinosaur Jr. is one of those bands where, like, like how the fuck did they do yeah. this? Like, and also, like, their band story is just that they all hated each yeah. other. So, like, <laughs> it's not like they like each other now, I guess. I don't know Maybe, what the, yeah. the deal is, but Weird. Um, pretty interesting. So, I don't, I don't have anything until five minutes. Let's do it. Let's do it? Okay. It's all fucking rad. No, totally. It's just so like heavy and triumphant sounding. It is a very summer's glory kind of song. Totally. It makes sense. It's a battle winning song. I do have a question about this. So summer's glory. Like, do you think winter halter played on this song or is that not, he like refused oh, to engage on a song called summer's glory? Maybe. Dang. Hold on, Dante just texted me. Ask him if Winterhalter is drumming on that Summer's Glory song. Okay, we'll see what he says, if he even responds. Well, oh, oh, I was about to say we can move on. Uh, he says, LOL, probably. LOL, probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to ask him anything you want me to say on the L. Sest ep. Do you have anything else to say about Summer's Glory other than it's amazing? No, actually, I feel kind of weird because I had so many other notes on the other songs. Yeah. 
and I think this is like my favorite of the songs. I don't know. I think I just like vibed with it each time I put yeah, it on. Yeah. I'm just like, fuck yeah, this is great. This is and I wanted I mean that reference I don't mean to demean the song by referencing that dinosaur junior shit, but like Oh, whatever. It's fucking good. Yeah. It's just so good. Every, everything's influenced by something, so Oh totally. But yeah, that, that's good. It this song is kind of just Oh, he says just go with with what's in your heart. He wants me to say what's in my heart. What's in my <laughs> heart is Summer's Glory is probably the best Alcest song. Do you think is that is that it a could thought be. you have? It could be. It's definitely top five, meaning that's why it's on this playlist. <laughs> I'm curious about like this is this can be a closing thought or something like that, but like I'm reading here that like this is a band that kind of pioneered this idea of atmospheric black metal known as black gaze. Mm. Like this this whole vibe like comes from where is it saying this? Um, influenced so black gaze influenced by atmospheric black metal bands like Ulver and Summoning. Mm-hmm. Are those two bands that you're familiar with? I've never really listened to either of them, but I'm, okay, yeah. The genre was pioneered by French musician Nige around 2005 through the projects Alceste and Amasures, mm-hmm. and r- rose to prominence with the success of the American group Def Haven. Mm-hmm. What's a like? Like shoe black gaze is like I can feel it. Like I know what we're talking about, yeah, I guess, yeah. but I don't know it actually. They're like Def Haven. I've listened to the Def Haven album, that Sunbather. It's just so fucking infl- famous. Yeah, right? yeah, like I've listened yeah. to that, and I like it. But I also like what's it? What's an Alcest song that like epitomizes this shift or this like innovation or <laughs> an element to what we maybe were just listening to that really like epitomizes what this like, this thing like is. this black gaze thesis statement? Yeah, like it. Yeah, that he pioneered it around 2005, which is a, I mean, way earlier than any of these songs were written. So maybe he was just already doing. Yeah, that I didn't but. pick any earlier stuff. The earlier stuff is a little more screamy. Yeah, they do have. I guess 05 is their first release. I mean, Summer's Glory is definitely a good kind of like overall pick. Maybe the Frasier song as well, possibly. Uh, this band is is. In in my humble opinion, far superior to anything Deaf Heaven has ever done. They're okay. I I don't I don't know something about them. Just I don't like. And there's not too many other like black gaze bands that I'm familiar with, other than Lantlos. But they're like sort of affiliated with Alcest. I wonder if there's let's let's look up. You probably even have it up. Black gaze bands. Oh, Ghost Bath, okay, Lantelos, Hiratwa, I think that's how you pronounce that. They're really fucking good, too. Uh, and they're, are they French? German. Oh, Germany. Oathbreaker is really fucking good, too. But anyway, Alcest is just kind of, I guess, the one of the first. I feel like uh, as the atmospheric black metal kind of got to be popular with bands like uh, Agalock and Wolves in the Throne Room and stuff like that. It's kind of natural to like slow things down or start singing more or something like that and blending these kind of like already heavy genre like shoegaze uh, and blending it with black metal. And I don't know, it's, it's, an, it's almost like an obvious transition or an obvious uh, melding sort mm-hmm. of, but I fucking love it. I think it's great because uh, I'm not huge on black metal. Like you had asked me 
via text what my overall thoughts on black metal were or something to that effect. And I'm not a huge fan. Sometimes I like it. Most of the time I don't. But this kind of stuff is great because it blends the like slower, heavy stuff that I really, really like with some cool blast beats and tremolo picking. Hell yeah. yeah. Okay. Are you are you big uh, Alcest guy now? I'm going to look at them. Yeah, I think I'm actually yeah. like, whereas you did not go and listen to Jimmy Eat World's Invented or Inverted or whatever the hell the <laughs> yeah, album's yeah, called. Yeah. Uh, I will probably go and listen to some of L- Less Voyages de Lame. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt, like I'm going to dive into yeah. that album a little bit more because like both those songs, like I liked them the yeah. best out of this yeah. list. So there's something going on there with that album. It's a great record. For sure. And then that first song in particular too, like the, the Oswa de Prayer mm-hmm. or whatever, <laughs> like that shit was fucking rad. Yeah. And <laughs> see where that takes me. I mean, it's, it's rough, like bands with this many albums, like I don't even like the one question I get, like, I don't know, maybe it's a question for another episode or like if we were to talk um about maybe it's a topic for an episode where it's like what do you you, so you got the five songs Mm -hmm. you're convinced i'm gonna give alcest a high rating they've got a lot of albums what the fuck do i do now you know like how do you how do you like because sometimes i find like especially with our digital streaming services like it's too much almost so like you do pretend like they're doing one album and you listen to one album for on and off for like six weeks and then you're like, okay, I'm gonna stop listening yeah, to that yeah, and yeah. Have a release of another one or something. Like how do you approach a band that you don't know and that has a lot yeah. of albums? I would recommend those, those three. So, uh, less voyages and the one about the moon and Kodama are like the three to really listen to. And then after listening to those, if you want to listen to more, there's obviously other stuff. I would definitely recommend, I probably wouldn't give them to you, uh, but the Melting Sun from 2004 by Lanthlos mm-hmm. is fucking perfect from beginning to get, beginning to end. Like a really fucking great Black Gaze record that is in a similar vein to, to this kind of stuff. Very My Bloody Valentine, very Pumpkins, uh, Hum kind of stuff, but mixing in that really metal stuff black metal stuff i definitely recommend that as well that's tight they're also selling the cd on the internet gotta love a yep. cd with a jewel box mm-hmm. and everything it's tight. Mm-hmm. what do you got for a rating it's out of five right yeah so i'm gonna go 4.3 4.3 seconds 4. of summer's glory 4.34 okay that's how many seconds of summer glory we'll have in Sacramento this year. Cause yeah. it's just going to be so fucking hot the rest of the time. So. Yeah. The rest of the, it's going to be too hot, too hot to yeah, use the right. hot tub. Definitely. And I still haven't got that. We're getting that plug put in next weekend. Oh, hell so. yeah. Uh, Dante says that, uh, summer's, I asked him summer's glory equals best Alcest song question mark. He said, it's amazing, but not my number one. Of course. Definitely be on my playlist. Hmm. I wonder what his favorite is. I won't ask. Dante, if you've made it this far into this episode, which you haven't, <laughs> yeah. give uh, give Danny a list. Five songs or less, please. Oh, you want Dante back? 
I would love a Dante episode. I love Dante. Like yeah. I don't even know this guy, but I always found <laughs> he's he's um he's he's great. Yeah. Dante's a good guy. I like him. I'd like him to come and sleep on this bed behind me again. When he used to live in your, in your house. <laughs> for that for those like two nights when he lived here. Oh really? He's oh he stayed over? Yeah, Gosh. he's in December he came to town. Must be nice. Yeah, we did a in-person Coheed and Cambria episode. Oh shit! I, sh- I know I didn't listen to any of those episodes because that's okay. Well, hey, this was fun. This was our, our longest episode, which is fucking rad. Do you want another band? I I probably don't have a playlist ready, but I can give you another band. Oh, like do you wait? Are you inviting me to stick around on the show, even though I I don't ever want you to leave. Oh, hell yeah. That's good. All right. So wait, we're just going to keep going right now. (laughs) Right now. Yeah. I'm going to give you a playlist and you're going to listen to it and then we're going to immediately talk about it. Of course. Yeah. Actually, like I have one ready for you. I had told you about it, like that I was um, interested in. Oh, yeah. 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 Sending you a playlist of the band um, Camp Cope. Yes. Looking forward to that. I'm also... I'm thinking about that Dinosaur Jr. thing, but I feel like that's intimidating as fuck because it's just too many. Sure. But I don't know. Like We, we can look yeah. at that. Sit on it for a while. Think about it. I'm going to give you a band, a band called Bridge and Tunnel. Oh, I've heard of that band. Not list, I'm listening to them, okay. though. But, okay. Um, I was I listening to them little... recently and thought, fuck, I should talk about this band on the podcast. They're good. Thanks for listening, everybody. Next time we'll be back talking about... Nate will be back with Cody and we'll be talking about Miranda Lambert. Uh, Nate, I would I would love for you to say bye to everybody. hey It's good to see y'all. Um, <laughs> bye. You can see them? Amanda, I have a problem. <laughs> uh oh. Hey, Amanda. Never mind. Uh-oh. Here's a problem, and I'm being really digressy today. And I this is the last time I'm going to digress. Okay. That hot dog question got me going. Like, <laughs> so if like 65 percent of Americans like hot dogs, uh-huh. it means like some people don't like them. Yeah. But apparently, of the 63 percent of Americans, or 68 percent, 43 percent of Americans are afraid to know what's in their hot dogs. Yeah. So they're is a cross section of people who love hot dogs and are afraid to know what's in them, but they still eat them. What's the deal?